Hey guys, Ben here from Comic Comedians. I just wanted to tell you guys about the best podcasting program there is called Anchor. Anchor is literally the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, welcome to Comic Comedians. My name is Ben Schubert and today I have an awesome guest on. His name is For the Love of Comics on TikTok. He's a super awesome guy, super knowledgeable dude. And today we talk about the thing that we all love here at Comic Comedians and that is of course comic collecting. Today we talk about bagging and boarding, our favorite writers, comic book etiquette, and so much more. But before we get started, what does Hawkeye wear with his suit? A bow tie. Alright, let's jump into that title sequence right now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comic Comedians, the only show where Dr. Harleen Quinzel and Dr. Poison Poison Ivy, whatever her name is, gives us a clean bill of health. Today, I am here with Michael Mead, a.k.a. the For the Love of Comics, and we are going to be talking about something that's super, super special to both of us, and that is comic book collecting. How are you doing today, Michael? I am fantastic, man. How are you? I am doing great. I, it's so cool to see Tony Hawk is into comic books. It, it just makes my day. It really is. I mean, Ron Stoppable too. This is phenomenal. Yeah, I, yeah, love, yeah. I love when two Ron powerhouses Stoppable. just meet like that. It's phenomenal. Straight up. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I remember seeing the TikTok of you. Somebody was just like, I didn't know Tony Hawk is into comic books. And then yeah. you're like, do I really look like that? Like, yeah, I, I kept getting it a lot after a while. And then I just started looking at like older pictures of Tony Hawk. And it was yeah. like, you know what? all right. It's just like, like looking I was, into I a, mirror. a skateboarder back in, in high school. <laughs> And oh, like yeah. literally the first day I met you, I was like, this guy looks a lot like Tony Hawk, man. <laughs> you know? I'll take it, man. I'll take it. Those are the so, worst things to be contri- uh, compared I mean, to, you're so. out in California, aren't you? Like your shop? Yes, we're out in California. Dude, you got to get Tony Hawk to come to your shop and you guys got to like collab. Dude, I wish. That'd be so we'll, awesome. We'll like team up or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll That'd be awesome. But l- today we are going to be talking about comic books. So Michael, why don't you introduce yourself and how long have you been collecting comic books yeah so uh i have been collecting since like the late 80s early 90s uh what really got me started is my my dad like when i was born like grabbed a lot of stuff from the hospital that like just reminded him of the day that it was born and a couple of them happened to be comics and then you know as soon as i got older like a little kid uh he gave those to me and i just started loving them and they, they're like it's the only thing that's getting them reading so <laughs> they started to uh, give me more of them and i just started reading them and reading and reading and collecting more and more and more and so there it is ever since ever since i was a little kid and now you have a huge store right i manage a store yes okay. i've managed i've managed a few stores in the sacramento like northern california area and then also i was a uh, comic manager for some of the southern california uh, southern california store as well all right that's awesome so yeah. you said late 80s early 90s so like around yeah. the what is that the bronze age tail end of it yeah more towards the modern stuff but yeah definitely like when like but but you had to see the sick case of the 90s right (laughs) that's what hey the x-men is what got me through the 90s jim lee x-men claremont stuff like got me through the 90s and other than that yeah that's about it (laughs) that's about it i'm used to shoulder pads and lots of pockets patches uh, patches. yeah that's always nice yeah no i mean i was born in 98 so i was lucky enough not to see that but (laughs) i have heard the horror stories of the 90s and i mean 
you know, Rob Liefeld's beautiful art. And I, yeah, I did a video on his too. He, he loves feet. Um, oh yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's scared of them. Feet and uh, pouches, but- man. <laughs> feet and pouches his favorite but no no no. i like I, I was a kid through him so like it, it was all very much like kind of geared to that back to like either it was geared to like super hyper sexualized adults or like kids you know right. <laughs> there was really no middle ground in comics like forever no, like, no comics code the man they went loose they, like, it's true building up and so I, through a kid i was just like oh cool explosions giant letters you know right. so it was it was fun during there but as i evolved as a human being i also my style also evolved and, and thankfully comics also evolved as we as we grew up so i didn't start collecting until like i didn't really start collecting until after high school i mean i got my first mm-hmm. comic book when i was 10 it was when the first iron man movie came out i was living in japan oh, nice. at the time oh were you and, really that's awesome. yeah yeah my dad was in the navy for 30 years so uh, oh, i go. lived overseas for a little bit of my life and he bought me an, an Invincible Iron Man Omnibus. It was one of the first, it came out in like 2009, obviously for the movie and everything. So he bought me because he knew I loved the Iron Man movie. So mm-hmm. I bought that, but I was always into Power Rangers and into the TV shows. That's what got me into comics, but I didn't start collecting until I was maybe like got my first job when I was 16. So oh, nice, man. since then, you know, I, I've just been growing as a collector and I, I really enjoy it. But, you know, I, I always got the occasional comic book and everything, you know, at that time before then it was just, oh yeah, I watched a ton of movies and I watched documentaries yeah. and stuff. I mean, that's, that's how a lot of people, most people get, get into this, these hobbies, especially comic books and anything like, cause they're so tied to movies and television. So that's obviously a, a good stepping on point. So if anyone jumps in that way, please do. That's totally right. valid. Yeah. yeah. You know, me and my buddy, we were actually talking about this the other day. When, when I was a kid, I didn't know who Stan Lee was, but mm. I remembered him from the movies. Like in Daredevil, he almost tries to, like with Ben Affleck Daredevil, he, he tries to cross the street and Matt Murdock stops him. Yeah. I remember that scene. I like, I was just like, oh man, he saved that old guy. Like I was a little kid at the time, <laughs> yeah. you know, or in the Incredible Hulk, number one, like when he drank the soda, I was just like, well, he's the unlucky one. And I remembered that scene. And then I found out that guy was actually very important. And very so important, it's yeah. crazy. Stanley was making a, an impact on my life even before I knew who the man was. That's, that's awesome though. I love that. So yeah, let's yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. how we started comic collecting. What, what made you like want to go to the store every week and pick up a comic book and keep on with the collecting? So what really got me into transitioning from just a reading thing to a hobby thing with comics it was it honestly it still was marvel i was a big marvel fan obviously all through the 90s and early 2000s but marvel's what really got me into it with their civil war storyline when that first came out in the early to mid 2000s i really kind of jumped on collecting like i had a whole big collection beforehand because i've been collecting for like a whole decade and a half before that and so Really kind of jumping into Civil War got me into the comic book store every single week, which got me to pick up books every single week, which my stack kept growing every single week. So that's that's what kind of got me there. So like a good almost like 20 years of hardcore collecting right there. Okay, so it, it was the first Civil War that got, got you into it? Got like really hardcore into it. I, I was reading comics, picking up all the time, but like I had the Marvel mail order service for a long time during like the mid to late 90s the early image stuff too uh, but never really hardcore into like reading weekly until probably like yeah probably mid 2000s okay yeah i don't remember what like my first big series i think it was power rangers it was the boom studios power rangers uh, yeah yeah it was, on, it was like, so good higgins yeah yeah kyle higgins run yeah i think that was like the first series i ever like put on my tab but before that i i was a pizza delivery driver and i delivered to a tattoo parlor. Nice. And it was a, there was this uh, tattoo place 
And I remember I was just talking to them about uh, comic books and stuff. And one guy was just like, Hey, check out what I got in the attic. And you know, my dumb ass went up there and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, I still give it, we still talk about that, that story to this day. Like the fact that he lured me into an attic, but there was this tiny little closet in the attic, just filled with comic books. And this was this guy's first shop. And sometimes it works out, man. Yeah. It does. It it did. He ended out. up moving. You know, that comic book shop that I always talk about in my TikToks. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the one that I went to go visit. I don't know if you got to see that one or not. Yeah. That's what it is now. And that's he just awesome. opened a that's second location. Cool. I remember this tiny little closet that was no bigger than like, like a men's restroom, if not smaller than that. It was a tiny little shop just filled with comic books. And I just bought trades off of him and he, he, he gave me some trades. Since then I've been hooked. So yeah, that, that's Dude, how nice. I really started collecting, but it was Boom Studios Power Rangers because I, I grew up on Power Rangers and I still love Power Rangers to this day. I'm, I, I got to catch up on Dino Fury, but anyway, <laughs> I, I remember... I was walking around and I saw it was on issue nine and I was mm-hmm. like, I can pick up the rest of these right now. And now I have it all the way up till present. So I have a whole box filled with just the power ranger stuff from boom studios. You know, are you, I, I'm sorry, a little off topic. Are you, are you, are you reading like the mighty Morphin and the power rangers? The, the, I the am uh, currently, I am currently. Yeah. I'm, I got to catch up though. I'm like really behind. Yeah, yeah. So. I just, I like that idea though. Like in the, in the original show, they took the red, uh, black and yellow rangers, right? Yes. The original three left. And this is kind of like their, the mighty Morphin's like their story about where they went, which yeah. is awesome i love that idea so much i think this is so, I think such it's a cool so much idea. better because like Jay, like i don't think they would have loved to become power rangers at that time you know like I, they, they wouldn't mm-hmm. leave being power rangers to what, what volunteer i, I think yeah it was, exactly or a peace exactly. conference peace conference that's what it was but yeah, yeah I, I i thought i thought that was kind of cool and you know it's part of my head canon that that's this is actually what happens you know? <laughs> I, I believe it too i'm i'm down man plus it's just a very well written series which is always nice yeah and no so kyle just, they take them to space writer. which is great I mean, yeah, and, I and when it led up to Shattered Grid, Shattered Grid outsold Oof. Marvel and DC almost every year. I mean, yeah. every week. And that that book series was ridiculous. First off, it was ridiculously hard to find because before that, I mean, typically when people think of Power Rangers, they think of like, it's it's like an all ages book. So a lot of shops didn't order super heavy on it. And then people realized yeah. that this book, anyone can read and enjoy, like literally anybody. And so people started grabbing it during Shattered Empire. It was just, it was just Shattered Grid, excuse me. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, no, I was working at I was working at the comic shop too. And if it weren't for me being there and reading the Power Ranger stuff, they would have probably done the same thing. But we lucked yeah. out since I was there. I was just like, you're gonna want to get some of these, man. He was like, wow, nice, I was like, man. good call. I was like, I was like, you know, Flashpoint. He goes, yeah. I was like, this is the Power Rangers Flashpoint, man. I was like, <laughs> that's goes, such a good comparison too. Like, that's oh yeah, that, yeah, that's a good it's, way it's to get anyone thing. into it. Like, <laughs> people know Flashpoint, and you're like, okay, you know, Flashpoint. This I, is with Power Rangers, though. If Power yeah. Rangers were to do Flashpoint, this is what he's like. Are you sure it's that serious? <laughs> I was like, I promise. And he was just like, and it's, it's right. thing then people, people understand then at that point. Oh crap. Yeah. That's a, that's a big, 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 big deal then. Yeah. And now if these books are worth 30, $40 a piece and yeah, we have I, to take care of them, you know, like, and that's, yeah. this leads into our next topic, treating our comic books, let's say taking mm-hmm. care of them, grading them. And of course, bags and boards, the greatest thing to make in the world. I'm sure True. that you, you've clocked some hours in making bags and boards. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, that's oh, the yeah. fun thing for those who uh, don't really collect comic books who are listening uh, bagging and boarding, basically comic books. If you go to any comic book store, if you're not looking in a dollar bin, most of the time you will see them in a plastic sleeve with a little white board in there. Now, one side of the board is like super smooth. The other side is rough. You want the comic book to be on the smooth side. 
and you put it in with the comic book, tape it shut, keeps it safe forever. Well, I wouldn't that. say keeps yeah. it safe forever, but you know, that's what it does. It, it just preserves your book. And I mentioned grading earlier. What grading is, is basically if you have an expensive book or something that's like super important to you, you can get it graded and have it preserved, keep it at like a nine or a 10. It's uh, graded at a one to 10 scale. Highest I've ever seen it is a 9.9. I've never seen a 10. Have you? Yeah, there's actually a really oddly enough, Batman Damned issue one um, wow. has a lot of tens, has actually like a ridiculously amount of graded tens out there. Well, you know um, what it probably yes, is? It's, it's probably because it's such a thick book and nobody opens them. And no one opened them. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it doesn't even So crack yeah, it. there's there's legit tens out there. That's the most I've ever seen on was for that that particular book. But yes, they're extremely rare. They're like that's literal perfection. So like there shouldn't be a lot of tens to begin with. There really shouldn't. Uh, yeah, nine, nine, nine should be the realistic perfection out there. Yes. Really. For example, like let's say you have the first appearance of Spider-Man, uh, yep. you know, nice and it's book. signed by Stan Lee, and you get it for thirty dollars. I'm, I'm just well, that's my story. I got a reprint of Amazing Fantasy Fifteen, but yeah, that's so a good book, man. You just send it in, they grade it for you, and then they send it back. You know, it's great if you get yep. stuff signed. But let's let's talk about like why it's important. Why why do you think it's important to? keep these preserved because some people look at these and they just go they're just magazines they're not important yeah you know it's like my mom my mom she just goes you got all these magazines i'm glad you're reading but you got all she calls them magazines and she just goes you got all these magazines and she's like you're wasting your money buying all these i'm like mom you don't understand these are going to go up in value you know so like why, why do you think it's important to collect these and keep them they they definitely can speaking from just like a like a turning them for for profit point of view i'll get to the collecting point here in a second but like if you're looking to actually like get into the collecting as in the, a way to make money that's definitely the way to do it collectors in any any kind of collecting thing you want to do any kind of hobby yeah sports memorabilia cards things like toys action figures like anything they're yeah. going to choose even you want the the top tier condition item because it's gonna first off it's gonna last longer and then it's, it's just a status thing as well you have the best you, you you have the best version of it and that's why usually like first appearances first issues last issues deaths significant different significance of a book usually go yep. for more because that's like a big deal so they want this people like the status thing of it or that's just their favorite character so like that's when the favorite character first appears so of course they gotta have it and so those typically go up in value anyways and if those are going to go up in value, the reason a lot of the people want to grade their books, and I suggest great, like professionally hard case grading their books, but really it's up to you. But if you're looking to flip it, then of course you want to, because then you get the higher values out of them. Like usually yep. it's like triple to quadruple the price than a raw book online. And that's because a lot of people online can say it's whatever grade they want, charge whatever they want. And so really you don't know what you're getting until you actually get the book when it's, when the book is raw, which by raw, I mean, not hard cased. And so online having the book professionally graded, you can really potentially get a lot more value out of it because people will trust the grade and know that I'm giving you this much money for it. So I know I'm getting this, this grade book, exactly what I want in return. So that's important from a grading, from a, a selling point of view. From a this is coming from a, uh, a comic book store manager, by the way, guys. He, he has <laughs> yeah. experience um, in this. <laughs> that's definitely what you want to do if you are wanting to like invest in comics, for sure. Um, you don't need to grade every single one. That's, I would not that's recommend just that. Ridiculous. No, I would not recommend it. That's expensive, and you're going to lose money on that aspect. But like those hot books, like I was talking about, first appearances, sig- high significance of the book. If you're just looking to grade for because you like it, I yes, 
CGC, which these are the professional grading companies, CGC, CBCS, PGX, they will hard case it, vacuum seal it. And so it protects your book. If you want to have the longevity on your book, and so you know it's going to be protected, it's going to last for a while, because especially if you're getting to older books, like stuff from like the early 80s and older, their paper wasn't that great. And they used like the higher quality inks. So like it degrades the paper. So it's literally eating away at your book. This right. will slow down the process quite a bit. And so doing it, doing that with your favorite books, it'll keep your book around longer for sure. You're absolutely right. And it costs like what? It costs $50 to get a book graded, right? Roughly mm-hmm. at uh, CBC Best or so somewhere around there. So let me put this in perspective, guys. If you have a book that you like and you want to keep it in its same condition for a long time, and maybe if you want to pass it down to your kids or maybe if you want to resell it, you know, you want to get that graded. You know, if you think that it's going to come back a good grade, yeah, definitely. Like I have an Amazing Fantasy 15 reprint signed by Stan Lee. I got it for $35 on the internet and it was not graded. It was not graded. It came back at a 3.0, but I sent it in. I remember we stared at that signature for a solid six months before we were just like, we got to send it yeah, in. That's it. If it comes back, not legit, you're an idiot. If it does come back as a legit signature from Stan Lee, who was dead at this point, you lucked out. And luckily I lucked out because- Dude, Nice, man. That was a good buy. That was a very, very it was good was a buy. great buy. I remember I was yeah. so excited. You know what? You don't even have to uh, pay to send it in to get it graded. You can buy cases now. Like, what is it? This one here, I, gra- I, I slabbed myself. Yeah, you can definitely do it. People yeah, you can get it for like $20. You can get like a big hard case for like $20 at a comic book shop. Most of them would probably sell them. And if not, you can look one up online. So guys, I highly recommend doing that. Keeping, keeping your books safe is definitely a big thing. But I think it's important because, you know, historical value, you know, just the other oh, day, definitely. the most expensive comic book in the world now is Amazing Fantasy 15, selling at yep. 3.6 million cha-ching dollars. That was huge, man. That was huge. 3.6 million. Action Comics was going to be big, and then a, this, a, it's just going to get bigger. These are just going to yes, be ridiculous. Yes, Action Comics, the first appearance of Superman, was originally at 3.25 million, but it's because this Amazing Fantasy was graded at such a high level because this person got it graded. That's why it's important to get your books graded if you think it's going to be worth something one day, you know? So yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, like I have an infinity gauntlet. I have the the amazing fantasy. I got a deceased number one signed by Capullo. I have a whole bunch of stuff, but let's also talk about like just taking care of them in general. Yes. Let's say you don't have it graded. What is the best advice that you could give to our young collectors out there? Yeah, no, this is, this is super huge. Like it's, it's such a good time to be a comic book collector just because like the, the merchandise, uh, archival merchandise that we have out right now is just such high quality. Like even before the, like the mid 2000s or early 2000s, like the bags and boards didn't have like really nice tight bags. Like so yeah. they it would split all the time. They were too thick or too thin. They didn't have UV protected plastic. And yep. so they, you would see like older comics, sometimes they, the bags will yellow or start to be sticky. That's yep. the sun degrading the comic book bag. And then in turn, in great, just degrading the comic book itself. So like now we have such great archival merchandise to protect any of your books you want to. I strongly suggest bagging and boarding everything. Like you don't need to send off every single book to get professionally graded but you right. can bag and board everything. And it's relatively very cheap, actually. Like you can get bundles of a hundred bags and hundred boards at your local comic oh, shop bucks. or online or anything. 
and just and just have a bagging board party. That's kind of what I do all the time. It's oh really yeah, fun. no, that that it's actually one of the better ways to pass the time. If you guys are collectors mm-hmm. and you do have bags mm-hmm. and boards, get some friends over. Get get around. Buy a couple bags and boards. Literally, <laughs> me and my buddy, me and the manager at the old shop that I used to. I think we've had so many heart to heart moments through bagging and boarding. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's you want to know what the it's the equivalent to. It's the equivalent to a bunch of guys getting around and having a beer. But for yeah, yeah like, but for nerds, literally, yeah. <laughs> no, you just you, know, you just talk about shit and you know you tape and board, you know, and like it's literally, true, it is the equivalent. It's Am true. I wrong? No, no, you're completely right. It, it's 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 just a good way to do it. I never did it as a kid, and I I really regret it. I had a lot of issues that I just bought off the shelf that were turned out to be extremely expensive or would have been if I protected them. So you don't know exactly. Like I, people ask me all the time, what what, what should I be buying if I want to invest in comics? I don't know if I knew I would be rich, you know, like, I don't know. Um, You can take good guesses, invest in gold and silver age books. And now going into bronze age is starting to get really expensive as well, but that takes a higher level of investment, startup investment to get in. So right now, if you just kind of want to jump in and see what's going on, collect what you like, just collect what you like. I just happen to collect everything. And so I just happen to look out on a lot of, a lot of stuff as it was going on, but just start collecting what you love. That's the whole important of it. That's the whole best thing about it. You know, like if you don't think you're going to be interested in reading it, don't get it. Like just because you think it might go up in value. Yeah, sure. It may be on paper. It'll go up in value, but in your heart, will it go up in value? If you're trying to Mm -hmm. like turn flip it or whatever. Yeah. Pick it up because you're not going to read it. You don't really care. You're just trying to, you know, make a couple extra bucks. But if you're really wanting to start a collection and you want to show it off to people, you're not going to pull out a book that you just bought because you thought it was going to be big. You're going to pick out the book that you picked out because you're, yes. that's your favorite superhero. You know, for example, you know, I have this Spider-Man here and, then, and I show it off all the time, but you know what? I pick up my uh, Hyperforce variant signed by all the Power Rangers. I pick up that one and I show that one to more people way more often than I do the other ones. Yeah. You're going to pull out that book that you've been loving and enjoying and want to share that experience with people. You want to share that experience of like your awe moment or your, Oh my God moment with all your friends and family and stuff like that. And so you're going to pick out the books that are just going to, you want to share those, those feelings with like, just because you have a status book. Cool. Like that's, that's cool to see. I like seeing that stuff too. Like especially at conventions and stuff, but like to really get a community going, those are the books that are important. And if they're important to you, then you can convey that to others through your enjoyment of it and your charisma about it. And it'll just escalate from there. I promise you, I see it all the time. And the best part about this is if you're buying the books you like, that means you have a budget and you, you know, you, you're keeping yourself together, but you know, sometimes you luck out and you get an awesome book. For example, me, Batman mm-hmm. Damned, we were talking about that earlier. For those who are, are listening, Batman <laughs> Damned number one is the first appearance of, uh, I like to call it Bruce Wang, you know, the Battle Wang, Bruce Wayne's Richard Grayson, uh, you know, uh, you, know <laughs> you know, that's what I like to call it. And it I didn't though. even- it's on the slab. You'll... <laughs> it's on the slab. What was so it like? Good. First appearance? Is... Yeah, it's it's funny. It's it's a funny thing. It's a funny thing people got upset about too. It was a big deal when it came out because, which I don't understand why. First off, I'm going to do a little tangent here. Like, it's a black label book, and if no one knows what a DC black label book, black label books are supposed to be for more mature audience. They're 17 right. plus for the reading audience, so they have a lot of more mature subject matter in it. And but. That came on, and you can't even barely see it. First yeah, off, no, but of I course, what, do you, what would you think naked bought, Batman would be in the shadows? So, exactly. Okay, here's the story. I bought it the, the first day it came out because the shop owner he told me he was like, I can't wait to read that. And I was like, Is it good? Yeah. He's like, I've heard only good things. So I bought it eight bucks. You know, it was on. It was the first day it was out, 
And then the next day we found out that we were like, we thought that people were just picking it up. Everybody was excited about it. That's why it was going up in price. And then we realized later that day, we were like, oh my gosh. I was like, dude, I read this book twice. And so I went home and played Where's Waldo with Batman's wiener, you know? So no, it's true. It's true though. I had, I had to read experience. it three times to find it. I was like, oh, there it is. Look at that. I didn't understand at all what people were freaking out about. And I was like, oh, that, that's the big deal. Okay, whatever. And we're like, oh, of course it's, that's totally fine. This should be totally fine. At least it should be totally fine. Uh, I don't know. It blew, it blew my mind when that came out. It's a mature book, whatever, man. I I think it it was was the fact that it's a a uh, really good book. I think Lee Bramijo, the artist, I I think it's because he snuck Mm -hmm. it in there. Yeah, he did. He, he, they, he, he tried to tell them about that and DC told him no. So I think that's part of the reason why people were freaking out about it. Yeah. Because you know superheroes people don't got, do like that. Said, one of the one of the higher editors got in trouble for it too, I, th- I believe. So Oh yeah. Um, yeah, so I I don't know, whatever. It's supposed to be that way. At least at least that's what I thought it was. The black, the black label are supposed to be, but apparently not. So we'll we'll see. I've been loving the black label book too, so. Yeah, no, I I have to get my Batman damn graded then. I've seen it, you know, like I need to too. I but I hate telling, because like, if I get it graded, then I can put it on my wall and I can stop telling people that Batman's penis is in my box. And <laughs> it's true. No, it was just, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, Azarella and Bermejo, like, uh, were at a signing down in LA that I, when I was at, and I got them both to, to sign my number one copy. And I want to also send it off to uh, there. But if you, this ties back to the grading thing, to, to, to touch on that a little more, if you get a book signed, and CGC is very, that's like the biggest one. CGC is like the standard yeah. um, of combo grading companies. And so like CGC needs to see it signed to get like the yellow label. A lot of the labeling is different. There's different colors depending on what of kind of book it is. And so, yeah, yellow label I, is it, signature it series for CGC. Signed. Like you can't even show them a picture of the artist signing it anymore. No, either. you can't. They need to witness it for you to get that yellow label to to have an authentication yeah. on your book that this is the signature. However, CBCS authenticates signatures. They don't need to see it. They'll you pay a little extra and they will track it down and authenticate it for you. So, no worries anymore. If you have, if someone has a bunch of signature books at home and they have no evidence or CGC wasn't there and they're like, "Oh, well, it's not going to be as worth as much now." It's, no, wrong. CBCS is really good at that. You can send a book in, they'll authenticate the signature for you, and that's what yeah. I was going to do. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they do a great job at it. They so, do a great job at it. Yeah. We talked about the big things. Now, let's talk about some series and events that we've collected Ooh. over our time of being comic book collectors. So mm. let's start off. Like, what's the favorite series or event that you've ever collected? And like, what do you, would you say is the best one that you collected? Or it doesn't matter if maybe it went everything went up in value, like Dark Knight's Metal, <laughs> or maybe you just enjoyed the story. It's My Little Pony, uh, Friendship in Disguise <laughs> with the Transformers. You know, like that's the Transformers you. one is epic. Their By the way, that is, is a badass comic it's, book. I bought it for shit. It really is. And it was it's legitimately really good. really good. I'm not usually a My Little Pony fan, but that book is legitimately good. Don't let it scare you, everybody. That book yeah, is no, legitimately fr- good. Fr- friendship um, is in disguise, yes. It's Friendship is in disguise. Uh, so clever. Yeah, some of the, my favorite series that I've ever collected. For DC, I loved the uh, Elseworld books that came out in the, yeah. uh, like the Elseworld one-shots that came out in like the late 90s, especially the Batman ones like Holy Terror or uh, Speeding Bullet, uh, the Superman one. And so like those one-shots, The Darkest Night, those one-shot stories don't, aren't really worth a lot, but I loved them. They're such a cool little, they're like, they're like Marvel's what-ifs, uh, but DC yeah. calls them Elseworlds. And so um, it's, it's, they're fantastic little stories. And I strongly suggest going out and find them. You can find them at any local comic book store, most likely. And dollar bins are I full love of those them, guys. Exactly. I love them so much. I don't know why they're not more popular, but yeah, no, I go through really, dollar really bins cool. and I pick them up. Like I actually enjoy yeah, those, those really too. Cool. 
those are really, really fun. What, what about you, man? Well, for me, a series that I really enjoyed, like uh, the Power Rangers series, obviously, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. great. And, you know, and I lucked out with Shattered Grid and, you know, and I, I really enjoyed all of that. That was a great series for me to it like really pick is. up. I, really I, I was always excited to come to the store every week to pick that up. But there was one there was one series that I was even more excited, but it made me cry every every issue deceased by Tom oh, Taylor. Oh, oh my God. gosh. Mm. I, I mm. actually, if you go to Tom Taylor's Instagram, if you scroll far enough, you'll find a photo of me crying because my buddy took a photo <laughs> of me while I was reading it and he sent it to Tom Taylor on Twitter. And then Tom Taylor screenshotted it and put it on his Instagram. So there's a photo of me crying on Tom Taylor's Dude. Instagram. Nice. Worth, worth the tears. I love it, it. It was totally worth it. And then he said he was sorry. <laughs> so it, it, he made it all better. <laughs> Hey, but that's Tom Taylor, right there, I want to meet him so bad. He seems like just the nicest guy. He seems you know? like the coolest he, guy. He's retweeted a lot of my stuff. He he's he 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 he's uh so he's, cool. he comments on my stuff sometimes. He is such a nice dude. Yeah, he's he seems so into the community, which is great. He knows how to write superhero comics. He knows how to work with the, he knows how to write in a way that translates very well to any artist he works with. And yes. I feel like he he seems to let the artist do a lot of the storytelling as well, which is great. That's great for a creative team. Um, you can tell that the writer and artist really get along and know what each other are talking about. And so it's phenomenal storytelling on both Tom Taylor and, and whoever he works with. I've never been disappointed with a Tom Taylor book. I couldn't agree more. I, I was saying that in my live earlier before the podcast, I was on my TikTok live and somebody was asking me about uh, who my favorite writer was. And I was like, Tom Taylor, like literally mm-hmm. all new Wolverine, his Spider-Man run. A lot of his Batman stuff is great, but deceased. I remember yeah, deceased, coming though. in every week and I was just like, how am I going to cry today, Tom? How, what are you going to do? Deceased, like, what do you got yeah. for me? You know, especially like the, the second series when, um, when it's Damien and, and John, uh, I loved that. Oh, uh, oh dead, dead planet. World. Dead planet. Thank you. Yes. I, I loved that series so much, especially with like black canary being green lantern too. Like, Oh, so. Cool. Oh yeah. I mean, I, did you get to read the digital one? Like they, they've got it in a trade now, but you can, you can get yeah, it. The, yeah. 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 It's I got so it all. Good, I, I got my sister, my sister. I actually, I love it so much. My sister, she doesn't read many comic books, but like, I was mm. like, Emily, you got to read this. She was, so she sat down <laughs> and do it. she read it. She read every, she would, she read every single book. She's like, can I get the next one, Ben? I was like, I gave her the next trade and then the next trade. And now she's read the whole series. And I told her, and she was just like, and then the other day she brought it up and I totally forgot that she read it because like mm. my sister, she's not really into comic books. She, she just listens to me talk about it and she'll go to the movie. <laughs> movie. And, uh, but she was just, we were watching the Marvel zombies episode of what if, and she was just mm-hmm. like, you know, I can't wait for them to make a deceased movie. And I looked up, I'm like, my head shot. I was like, how do you i was like oh yeah you read it i forgot you're about right that. first off you're like, right but second how do you know <laughs> yeah. no, exactly exactly like i was just like i was i was like she's read a captain marvel series like the life of captain marvel series that came out when the, mm-hmm. when the movie did she read that mm-hmm. and she she likes spider gwen and she's read the deceased that's all she's really read so but that's good stuff though like uh i, I recommend like deceased good a lot stuff better my sister. okay i'm not an idiot good good i'm glad <laughs> I, I first off, let me preface this. I love Marvel Zombies. I thought Robert Kirkman's Marvel Zombies oh, yeah. was actually legitimately really good. But I think Deceased is far Deceased more is so superior. I think it's such a better book. Oh, especially yeah, no, especially when it comes to like life. zombie-like books. Especially a zombie book. That, that genre. Especially zombie genre with superheroes. Yes. Far blows it out of the water. Somebody asked me in my live, like, who would win uh, Marvel Zombies or Deceased? I was like, oh, Marvel Zombies would kick their ass because, you know, they're, they're oh, coherent. Yeah. And they took yeah, out they, a they universe and, like, a couple of weeks yeah like not even just a planet like a universe in a couple of weeks you know and 
Yeah, especially because after but I when think it comes like, to storytelling, I think, comes down to, yeah. I think deceased does a better job. Agreed. Agreed. But you know, I like the. I think I like to focus on the characters that aren't zombies. It was kind of an, it oh, was an interesting take that what Robert Kirkman was doing, making the zombies coherent and whatnot, and aware of what they were doing. I thought that was really that was a very no, yeah, like like I said, idea. I thought Robert Zombies is an excellently written book. I I'm not a huge fan of the art, but I think it fits the story for sure. Uh, but the it's definitely worth the read. All of them are really great. Uh, it just gets steadily worse for the world as you continue yeah. on through through the series, which I love. And yes, the zombies are are the zombie superheroes are funny. They're engaging. I love that they are coherent. I like that too. And but deceased just knocks it out of the park. Yeah, it, it's definitely more of an emotional story than it is. Agreed. So well, let's talk about some regrettable series that we may have collected i know we we've all had one i Mm -hmm. i'll i'll do mine after you but what's a series that you collected every week and that you regret like getting or what's a series that you read that you just regret reading it has to honestly like i'm a huge okay i'm gonna preface this too as well i'll probably make some people mad i i i started let me preface i started marvel that, that's what got me into comics marvel right. comics all through the 90s early 2000s so i'm a marvel fan don't get me wrong but recently definitely in the past decade the marvel big big storyline like event books have just always let me down they always let me down yeah like the most recent i mean of empire that came out last year was just not that great i was excited for it i thought it had a really cool like cool we're taking a new direction with it secret empire when that came out with captain evil captain america like that through like i thought yeah. i was so into that when it first came out and then it just nothing at the end and just destroyed me at the end so like really honestly a lot of the big marvel event books have coming out in the past like uh war of the realms that came out a little bit ago too <laughs> nothing and so like they're fun books if you liked them that's i think that's great please enjoy them but like for me personally they haven't been hitting home for me at all. So those, right. and, but the thing is, they always get me. Like for the first like five, like, the, between the first three to five issues of any of these space storylines, they always get me. They're like, ah. And then the last couple like destroy me at the end. And just made me so sad about them. Yeah, I I agree. And you know, mine was also a Marvel book. It was very recent. It's actually the reason why I don't collect Marvel anymore. Uh, like I'll, I'll pick oh, up a Marvel trade for every once in a while, like I'll pick up like one of the newer Marvel trades, but I will not, I'm not, because all the Marvel books, like all of their events that you have to buy every freaking book to keep up. So you have to buy like 20 books a week Dude, to keep up with the damn story. So much for those. Yeah, it really Dude, does. I collected absolute carnage and that's the worst one I got. All right. I went to the store every week for like three weeks for like what, eight weeks spent maybe yeah. 50 to $45 a week. And you want to know how much I got back for it? Because I sold it all. I got back $90. Yeah, see, ninety dollars. I and, spent over. I, I was like, it was a bad investment. I because I was thinking it was right after Dark Knight's Metal, so I was just like, maybe yeah. Marvel's gonna do it with Carnage, you know? And yeah. you know, it's Carnage, yeah. you know. So I and you know, Sonny Cates and Ryan Stegman too. So like that exactly. book had a lot of a lot of promise, like it really did. And especially because Donny Cates was writing the Venom book at the time, which was really good. And so we're like, okay, cool, he's gonna write Carnage. It's gonna be great. No, it wasn't. It just do. It didn't do anything. And and it the just ending set up for King and so Black. Weird. And that's yeah. still going on, isn't it? No, that that, that ended a little bit ago too. Because we had uh, King Black ended, then Heroes Reborn happened. That ended. Yeah. Starting a new come new storyline as well. But okay. Yes, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like it either. And to touch on what you're saying about the big crossovers, Marvel is terrible at it, and it pisses me off so much because I don't. I don't like when they do this because. It, it, Every book has to cross over with it, at least all the major books. And yeah. they, they literally stop the storyline that they're doing, do the tie-in for a few minutes, and then go back to the storyline. So, like, 
it's, it's such a waste of time. Just like, I don't know. Just, I think they it's should annoying. just do the main storyline and don't do, maybe do a tie in or two here or there, but like, uh, and they don't really, they don't add in anything. They really, they're like, this is what the characters are doing during this storyline. Cool. All right. right cool. And, and like, part of the fact that they don't even get the writer's creative freedom at, at that. Exactly. I mean, that's what, that's the whole reason why Ben just left. You know, yes, exactly. They give them such a small box to work in. They're like, here, here's like your little tiny box. You can't leave it. Make sure the story fits in there. And then make sure that little box that you just had to use fits back into your continuing story that you were doing. And like, um, and if you lies like Marvel, keep collecting Marvel. Okay. Don't, don't take oh, my, totally. like, I'm a, I'm a huge DC fanboy. I will like give my left eye for DC. You know what I mean? So no, I, I feel you there. <laughs> you know, like I, I love DC, you know, and it, it, that's okay. If you like Marvel more, that's totally cool. Like I'm, I, I'm cool with that. I mean, you're, you're a collector just like me, you know, like I read independent stuff too, man. We can talk about that as well. So it, it, it's the movies, you know, that, that people really judge these things on, but that we'll, we'll get yeah. to that in a minute. Like, I, I, I was just like, I was so mad when I found out, like, I was like, I came in and I read all of it. And I was just like, I mean, it was cool, but it wasn't worth going in every week. And I didn't get it. I, you like, like no. you saw the way I was talking about deceased earlier. You yeah, saw the way I was talking about I deceased, you know, like I was, I was excited just telling you about it. And now we're talking about absolute carnage. I kind of want to shoot myself in the foot right now because I feel like <laughs> an idiot, you know, like I was just like, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> You know, no, I totally feel you. And this, these are like the, what we're talking about right now are these big event books that Marvel puts out like during the year, right? They'll do like this big yearly event that affects the entire Marvel universe. And these is, this is what ties into all the other ongoing series that Marvel puts out. And so these should be the top tier books. These are what changed the universe. These are what changed the status quo of whatever team they're talking about or whatever individual they're talking about. And so there should be this big deal at least in my opinion, very well written, thought out. It should be planned well, but it never seems like that, especially in the past like five years. It always seems like they're just throwing them in there and then they have to get the other writers in the, that are writing Marvel books to like jump into it without any kind of like coherent planning around yeah, it. Yeah, they don't tell them. better. don't tell them anything. No, they don't. They just, now you're writing this. Congratulations. Like, oh, okay, cool. All right, there goes right. my plan. You know, and, and it, it sucks. And that's what I like about DC. DC gives them a little more creative freedom because they have this thing called a multiverse that Marvel doesn't like to use. And Marvel, Marvel hates using their multiverse and like, but DC loves it. They're like, Oh, you want to write a story about pirates and, and Batman. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's earth. Uh, what, what, what's the earth we haven't used uh, 8,000. Go for it. Have fun. Oh, there you go. Well, perfect example. Tom Taylor's new, like game of Thrones justice league book coming out. Yeah. Like, there you go. They just gave him a medieval justice league. Like, well, yeah, the reason right why Tom want. Taylor always gets different earths is because he likes killing people, man. He, he, does, yeah. he loves killing people. You know, like was the suicide squad part of the main continuity? What, yeah, you know, yeah, totally. yeah, like that one I think was part of the main continuity, but like deceased mm-hmm. and injustice. And well, injustice. obviously this new justice league that's coming out, man, he loves killing people, man. I don't know. He's like, he does. He, he's a fan. I'm here for it. Because uh, Sean Gordon, Sean Gordon Murphy wrote uh, Batman. Um, oh, why am I blanking on the name? Uh, but he had, he got his own kind of like Batman universe, right? right. Which I loved with the, like the strongly just reading his, his, his books, but I love DC in, in, in that aspect, but not to throw Marvel out the door either. Like yeah, half yeah. my pull list is still Marvel guys. Don't worry about it. Half my pull list is still Marvel. I collect a ridiculous amount of Marvel books. I think they're great. I strongly just reading a lot of like the, like the ongoing continuing series Avengers really good. Venom's about to get really good. So there's some really good Marvel stuff. No, when I was on the Keeg show, I don't know if it was you on this episode or if it was captain comics Rex, but it it was one of you guys. I was on the, I was on the Keeg show 
and we were we were talking about the uh, newest comics. It was Comic Talk. If you guys haven't checked out Keegan, you guys gotta check out Keegan, and he's an awesome gotta guy. Check, gotta if check you guys want to keep, if you guys can't keep up with comic books, they, they, he will do it for you. But <laughs> seriously, they're great guys. Sure, Go check sure. them out uh, on volume.com. Literally, I, I was on the show. And I was, I was telling them about this story about me collecting. They were just like, yeah, special. And they didn't market X. They don't market X-Men at all. Like they, they don't. And they were telling me about this new X-Men storyline. They were like, oh yeah, Storm's the queen of Mars right now. And I'm just like, when Mm -hmm. they were like around the same time as that was like, you're telling me that there were mutants on Mars, but you're over here telling me that there's just a guy ripping spines out of people's backs, but there's a (laughs) freaking mutants on Mars and Storm's the queen. (laughs) You know, yeah. like, you're not going to yeah. tell me that you're, you're yeah, going to tell me know. about carnage, you know, like, oh, oh, Spider-Man. I've never seen that before. You know, like, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it either. Yeah. I, I, the X-Men books, like they always are just so down. Marvel's so down on the X-Men. They never want to promote it. And the X-Men has been the better books in the past five years. Like seriously, ever since John Hickman took over. Yeah, especially since like Jonathan Hickman took over kind yeah. of like the creative reigns of the X-Men universe with a quick on age. Like it's just been phenomenal. It's probably definitely one of some of the better Marvel books out right now. And Marvel does not promote them at all, like ever. And I've never understood this. Like, I mean, they had the big beef with Fox for a while, but they just, they bought them now. They bought Fox. Yeah, but the Marvel comics didn't have anything to do with that. Did it? Well, it, it, it did kind of, yes. That's why the X-Men went away for a little bit and then human, they were trying to push the humans because anything that anything that Marvel put in comic form, uh, Fox was allowed to use in the movies. Oh, okay. And so, so they're like killing the X-Men books. So Fox wouldn't get any, have was, like any. Disney was pulling their leg. That's what it was. Exactly. They had, they were that. having this huge feud and that's why they were pushing Inhumans for a while because they're like, okay, we'll, we'll make a new X-Men, a new kind of X-Men. We'll, we'll push the Inhumans. And that's where the whole Terrigen Mist came out to make a lot more Inhumans, but the Terrigen Mist like killed people with X, the X-Gene. And so like, it was a hugely terrible idea, but now that Disney owns the Fox entertainment and owns yeah. the X-Men again, like, I don't know why they're not promoting the the, the crap out of them. It's just nuts. Because they're not know. making any movies yet. That's why. That's probably why. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a very, very good point. So let's get off the topic of like the yeah, shit comic go. books, because <laughs> if we, if we were just going to sit here and talk about crap comic books, we would be here for a millennia. Okay. <laughs> Literally I, there's a debate going around. This one guy was just like, uh, he, he, he was using the sound. He was like, Hey, 90% of this shit. But then that 10%, fucking literature like that's what he said and i was just like i was like you know what he's like 90 percent of comic books is bullshit like but yeah, then you get to that 10 yeah. percent that's just dark phoenix last ronin invincible just so good you know man. you know what i'm saying so just literature it keeps it going it keeps it going so You're waiting good, for that 10%. i'm just like you you don't understand and and i was just like True. So yeah, so we could be talking about bad comic books forever, but what would we recommend to our new readers that just had to sit through our, our little rant of, of crap that we had to go through? Uh, what, what would you recommend for a new reader? Who, like, Mar- Here's what we're going to recommend a Marvel comic, a DC comic storyline, and a, Im- or a, not an image, but an independent storyline. Sounds great. Easy. So if you're, if you're just jumping into Marvel, you want to jump into Marvel, I strongly suggest jumping in uh, the big books that are coming out 
very, very soon. Jason Aaron's Avengers run is going to be a huge deal coming up in the big overarching Marvel universe. So I strongly suggest jumping on that. Ben Riley is back as Spider-Man. So that the newest issue coming out, um, not this week, but the week after, is him taking over the mantle of Spider-Man. So if you want to jump into Spider-Man, now is a perfect time to be jumping into Spider-Man. I think it's like issues 876 or something like that. It's going to be a huge deal. So any one of those two books coming out, definitely jumping in. Those are going to be a huge universe. And then if you like those, you'll be able to branch off into anything going on in, in the Marvel universe. So those are two well, really good i know those are two staples but those are the reasons why you should be jumping on those yeah and, and i meant like some like old like classics like what what are what are some books that everybody needs to read like dark phoenix or oh sure. yeah, yeah like what would you for recommend X-Men? for somebody to read like totally as, like, if you're trait. if you've never read a marvel comic before yeah i strongly suggest reading like you, of course the the older x-men stuff the claremont x-men stuff is phenomenal yes. um and you should definitely read those but i from my experience reading comics if you need to read house of m and you need to read civil war those two are the two main big overarching stories that have affected the Marvel universe so much that they still reference them today. Yep. If you ever, if you've never read a Marvel book in your life and you want to jump in, read those two. They're very, they're independent. You can read either one of those, just jump right into either one of those books and you'll know what's going on throughout the rest of the Marvel universe um, because they reference them quite a bit, even today. So those two, I highly recommend getting started when it comes to Marvel. DC. DC is a little bit more difficult. I love D- I love DC especially I'm a big DC fanboy like like you are as well but I honestly the the new 52 stuff especially the beginning was really good if you're looking to if you've never read a DC book before those are really good starting on points DC before the new 52 was very difficult to get a good starting on point they just had these big story arcs which I recommend Flashpoint is always a really good starting point when it comes to modern books if you really want to understand where comic DC like went in their history crisis and infinite earth so George Perez and Mark Wolfman like that stuff is really really good it'll really give you a good understanding of the, where the DC universe went from that point on and then modern stuff I just the Nightwing book is good Tom Taylor's Nightwing book is probably one of the best comics out right now oh yeah and indie books I've been obsessed with the me you love in the dark over at image by Scotty Young if you're a big fan of horror first off um, it's a mini series so it's, you're not going to get too uh, you're not missing out on anything or you're not going to get too invested it's on issue two right now me you love in the dark really it's a creepy but you it feels oh, creepy yeah. when reading Scotty that book Young. I love it yeah I mean yeah it's Scotty Young but overall Saga is probably the best independent book to, to get on I've recommended Saga to people that do not like comics I've let, let them read it and they were hooked like yep. anyone can read Saga any absolutely anyone will be able to read saga and find something to enjoy about it it is amazing independent book well th- those are all great man like i i couldn't have said it better myself so but yeah i agree with you uh, on marvel if you if you were to start at marvel definitely civil war definitely house of m those are two great books to read i also said dark phoenix uh, i recommend that one as well because that, that if, if anything there some people would say that is probably one of the greatest marvel stories if not one of the greatest comic stories ever told that's debatable obviously but like i've heard it i've heard it out of many more than one person let let, let me just put it that way there's also uh, a book by brian michael bendis if you if you've only watched the movies i recommend generations by uh, Mm. not brian michael bendis but it's by a a collection of writers basically the older version of the newer versions like kate bishop hawkeye or miles morales spider-man they will be transported back in time or into another universe where they get to fight alongside their predecessor so falcon uh uh, what is it sam wilson would be Mm -hmm. fighting alongside in world war ii with captain america or a spider-man uh miles morales would be with peter parker before peter parker died what what if Hawkeye uh, Kate Bishop was with Hawkeye on a on a what was it a 
Like it was like a it was like a Hunger Games like planet, but with all the best sharpshooters in the world. So like Bullseye yeah, yeah. and and Hawkeye and like it was before Kate Bishop really took up the name Hawkeye, and she was still like like iffy about using her name as Hawkeye. So those are really yeah, good. those are really one, good. Yeah, it's strong. Generations, story. guys, definitely recommended. They're all basically one shots. Some of them lead into other stories, but at, at most you could just pick up the trade and. They, you could they could end right there with the trade. The Wolverine good... one is so emotional. I loved the Wolverine one. Oh so yeah, with oh. yeah. And the reason why I, I say this one is because it, it introduced both new characters and old characters at the same time. So you're getting the best of both worlds, and you're learning more as you go. So you're more familiar with the universe. That, and that's why I, I choose generations for DC. I I like you said before, um, the Marvel from Crisis on Infinite Earths. I mean that one's good, but it's long. It's it's a book. I remember I was counting the I was counting the words, man. Sometimes yeah, like book. like you know at some of the some of the beginnings, like I wouldn't say deceased because like that introduces characters that some people don't even know about, and like you know <laughs> zombie books. But you know, but Crisis is a good one. I recommend uh, the old Teen Titans stuff by Marv Wolfman and George. The, Marvel, Perez, the new, Perez, the new oh. Teen Titans. Yes, good call. Yes, I I recommend that because uh, I'm sure if you're just getting into comic books, I'm sure you've seen Teen Titans on the TV show uh, and Marv Wolfman actually helped do a couple of those episodes. So it's like, you know, you would be seeing like what he actually had in mind. You would see that story between Tara and Beast Boy. You'd see Slade or Deathstroke is what they call him in the comics. You know, so I, I think Marv Wolfman and George Perez's run on the new Teen Titans, you get to, you get a, a, actually a different look at Cyborg's origin. You get a look at Raven's origin and her time on Azeroth. Oh my gosh. Love it. it, it it's great. Dude. Yes. I'd love that book. I, I just did a video on like people were asking like, where should I get started if I love Nightwing? Read. He's not even Nightwing when he first starts out, but this is George Perez really dope. He's still Robin in the beginning of this series, but like this is the first time that anyone explored who Dick Grayson was and yep. his relationships. That's a huge part of Dick Grayson is his relationships, and this was a big thing. So that's a really good. Yes, thank you very much. So such a good suggestion. Yeah, and for my independent stuff, I actually I, I've actually been taking a graphic novel class. And uh, yeah, and you were talking about Saga. Uh, Brian Vaughn actually read a uh, wrote a book called Pride of uh, Baghdad. It's about the, I, I don't know if yes. you remember this or not, but in 2002, there was a bombing in Baghdad. This, this is a real story. And four lions escaped the zoo. And later on that day, those four lions were murdered by American soldiers. And Brian Vaughn thought it would be a good idea to take those lions and give them all personalities and talk about what they went through that entire day. And then he ended the book with them all getting shot by the American soldiers. And uh, my dumbass read it in Lion King voices. So Simba got uh, abolished in front of my face. And I like, as I was not expecting that to happen. Okay, like yeah. I, I was, I went in unaware of this. So, but that one's a good one, but that's a DC book technically, it's Vertigo. So, uh, but I, I just thought maybe I'd mention that. Oh my God. It's still their indie book. It's still their indie books. I, that's such a good suggestion. I totally forgot about that one. It's so good. It's, it gets you. There's, right there man like oh it's so good yeah and if you're a history buff mouse by art spiegelman have you ever read that yes oh my, oh gosh. my god mouse and that mouse too they're both you got to read them both at the same time you got to read them both one after another you know they're basically they should they honestly should make like a a super set of mouse oh yeah you got it. it's a survivor's tale okay so basically let me let me give you a quick rundown of what this is art spiegelman is a is a jewish writer and artist and his father was in um auschwitz yeah 
he was in Auschwitz and his father was a survivor of Auschwitz. So basically he went to his father's house every day and he talked with, and his dad would tell him stories and basically he drew it out. But the diff, the big thing is he drew everybody as mice. Like all the Jewish people were mice. All the Nazis were cats and all the Polish people were pigs. And it, it was actually a very cool, because it, it really brought a lot more terror because you know how a mouse runs away from a cat and how a, a Nazi likes to torture a Jewish person during, and that's basically what a cat does when it catches a mouse. It'll torture it before it eats yeah. it, you know? It's, and a, it's a heavy book. It's a heavy book and it's not for the young, younger readers, but if you're a big World War II person, or like if you're into World War II history, like this one is definitely a good read. Also a independent book, also vertigo but you know, vertigo is basically its own its own it's thing basically, so it's indie it's indie don't worry yeah yeah sweet tooth oh my yes sweet oh my tooth it, it tackles racism great it tackles racism without okay. actually mentioning race you know it, it makes people it's like x-men kind of you know like yeah. everybody's uh these babies that are born but they look like animals and uh, people treat them differently because of it and sweet tooth is one of those animals Dude, yeah, such people. a good suggestion. Jeff Lemire is one of my favorite writers. He's one of my least favorite artists, but yeah. like, I love his writing. He's literally one of my favorite writers and he, the show is on Netflix right now. Sweet, yeah. Sweet, yeah. Sweet, and sweet it, it, guess who's um, produced by. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. RDJ is working on a DC show. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's right. But Marvel sweet Tooth is great. You heard was... me. He ain't working on WandaVision. <laughs> working on Sweet Tooth. Uh, such a such a good suggestion though that that book is amazing it really it it, it really gets you in the heart again there's so much feels with that book and it's really action-packed for you wouldn't think how much running they would be doing in that book it's really good oh yeah yeah and i can't wait for season two as well me too all right so let, let but you were just talking about jeff O'Meara and your favorite writers let's talk about our yes. our favorite writers if you let's list off list yeah. off some of your favorite writers right now and why okay speed round let's go let's see what you got deal got it brian kivon saga Done. Yes. Uh, Jeff Lemire. He it has a way of Jeff Lemire's writing has a way of connecting with people on a personal level. Yes. A lot of his writing, when he writes a character, when he writes a person, you are now part of that person's life and right. you automatically already know it. The way he, he, he can bring you into a story is like no one else I've ever read before. Amazing. Jeff Johns, I loved just because he knows how to write a superhero book. He can write any kind of superhero book, any character and make it just mind-blowingly, amazingly over the top in such a good way. Love Jeff Johns. I like old Brian Michael Bendis. Yes. <laughs> Some of it, older my, Brian Michael Bendis is probably one of my favorites when he wrote Ultimate Spider-Man, when he wrote his Daredevil run, when he wrote his Avengers run. I love those so much he's he, he i mean he's obviously he's still a very 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 yeah, talented writer very talented, um, but yeah. his older stuff is my favorite stuff for Prestige. sure Prestige. Um, i mean like we were just talking about house of M. yes yes and mark miller and frank miller the, the millers two obviously Unless it's miller, the ultimate universe but, but um, i think mark miller even admits you know the incest between the twins was pretty weird pretty weird but uh but his his like nemesis run his secret service run his kick-ass run his yes. his miller world stuff is just phenomenal writing old man logan old man logan is such a good wolverine if you want a wolverine story read old man logan um, yes. it's just so good um so any one of those is going to just blow any one of those writers going to blow your oh gail simone gail simone is yep. so good oh my i could go on forever sorry i'm gonna yeah, no, no, yeah, no, gail I simone know. is, is so gail good simone safe space we we talk about gail simone here we love her we love her here she's so good man i'm i'm, I'm she made women relevant in comic anymore. books okay 
Yes, yes. And she and she started out as a she started out as a fan, like just a person writing on the internet, which is great. And then people started listening to her writing and her opinions, and it sprung off from there. And she yep. just nailed it. Everything she wrote. Yes. Uh, all right. So here, let me do a speed round right quick. All right, I'm going to start cool. off with with Scott Snyder, not only because he follows yes. me on TikTok. He, he does. He, he emailed me his Dude, son. Good for you. I his like son. He, his son told him to follow me. Oh, so good. his son's a fan of mine, and he was like, "Dad, That's you gotta awesome. follow this That's guy." So cool. And then, and then Scott Snyder emailed me and said, "Hey, man, my son told me to follow you. I, I thanks for adding me to your list of awesome writers." I was like, "Dude, Scott. I was on the phone. Of course, of course. Uh, you know, I was like, <laughs> I, I want to get it framed. I want to like take a screenshot of it and frame the. You should. Email. You should definitely get that framed. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it, it was definitely cool. But yeah, Scott Snyder. Cool. I mean, he literally redefined Batman's origin. Like you know, ne- like there are some people you can't change an origin, but this guy yeah. did it. He made it that the court of owls set up a mugging gone wrong, or at least that's a theory. And that that's, that's what happened because Bruce Wayne's mm-hmm, parents mm-hmm. didn't want to be part of the court of owls. And I was just like, dude, that's, that's sick. And then don't even get me started on Batman metal and death metal. You know, yeah. uh, I yeah. love death metal more than I do metal because it's more of a wonder woman story and you don't get to see main wonder woman stories like that. You, can, you know, watching her, like people always go, oh, Batman laughs is so strong. I was like, yeah, but he got chopped to bits by the chainsaw of truth. <laughs> it's true. You know, it's true. so it's like, what are you going to do? It's like you issue know? two. Yeah. Right. Up. Exactly. So, you know, she punched him so hard he went back in time. All right. Like, <laughs> literally. That means business, him. man. You mean business. Yeah, I know. Wonder Woman ain't screwing around. I remember the day after the first Death Metal came out, my buddy texted me and he goes, This is why Wonder Woman doesn't have repeat villains. I was like, <laughs> All right. But Deals yeah, there's them. Scott yeah. Snyder right there. Let's take what Tom Taylor. What, where do I begin? All new Wolverine, deceased, Suicide Squad, Nightwing. Literally, he's doing that Justice League book, uh, Dark Ages, Spider Man, the Detective Comics number 1027. I love that one shot. Is Spider Man and Hulk. He brought that back. So many things. He know he's a fan. You know, that's the thing. He was he read comic books as a kid yes. and was like, I'm gonna do these one day. And now he so it's basically fan fiction, but it's more fun. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's canon fan fiction. <laughs> That's what that's what it is. It's so good. He's writing uh, fan fiction and it just happens to be it's published. canon fan fiction. That's what Tom Taylor writes because yeah, he was so a fan. Tell you, I mean, am I wrong? I mean, it's no, t- not at all. That makes it that's funny because it's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> true. So yeah, Tom Taylor right there. Uh, who else do we got? I mean, I could mention Sana Aminat, you know, Miss Marvel. Literally, yeah. um, there was never a Muslim superhero before Miss Marvel, was there? Not, not to my knowledge. Not the one they would promote as heavily as hers, does it? Which yeah, and now she's but, yeah. now she's in this chair that Stan Lee literally sat in. You know, she's like, what, true. She, isn't she sitting in Jim Shooter's old chair? Old chair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's Jim Shooter's old chair. She she is running Marvel right now, guys. That's right, guys. That's Marvel is run by a woman. That's what I'm talking about. Good. Not not just a woman, a, mus- a Muslim woman. Or, right? She's a Muslim woman, but right? it's because she's talented. It's because she's talented and she yes. knows what she's doing. She knows what he's talking about. She knows how to tell a story. She knows these characters. Exactly. And she likes to bring out different different stories, things we haven't heard from before that aren't being recycled. So she definitely deserves where she's at. Definitely. She earned that spot. And mm-hmm. like I remember somebody, uh, when, when, they, when they announced this new Captain America, I don't know if you remember the gay Captain America fiasco oh yeah but i remember so many people were like who stanley who'd you hire and i i mentioned sana aminat and then everybody was like oh of course it's a woman you know because you know tiktok sucks and i was just like well you know what you guys are gonna you're not gonna be talking about her that way when you see miss marvel you know you Mm -hmm. guys aren't gonna be talking Mm -hmm. about her that way 
you're going to see that she earned. They'll be praising her glory. She literally climbed from the bottom. Like, like she had to get past her brothers, her parents and, and everything. Like, like literally she, nobody was kind of on her side. Like if you watch the documentary 616 on the women in, in comics, it talks about yes, Kelly, Kelly, uh, Kelly Sue. It talks about, I mean, I'm not, I'm sure if Gail, like Louis Simonson is definitely one of them they talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Asana Amina, we we ought to mention her because she earns a spot on a on a great writer list because that that's where she belongs. Well, I won't ever argue against that. Yep, yeah, there's you. Jim Starlin, literally Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity War. Literally, those two movies are the uh, the most highest grossing movies, and people quote them every day, if not watch them every day. You know, and th- yep. that's thanks to Jim Starlin making those stories back in the day. You know, so Jim Starlin, what's that? Yeah, throw to um. Uh, Ron Lim for doing the art for a lot of that stuff too. So the artist yeah. has a lot of point as well. I know that's been a big thing lately. Make sure that artists get a lot of the oh, creative yes. credit as well. So, yes. Yeah. Our, uh, yeah, no worries. We're going to talk about artists next. Uh, I'm gonna, right oh, are we I doing that? Okay, never mind. Got it. Got yeah, it. don't worry. Right after I do my next <laughs> one, we're going to do artists. Don't worry. Yeah, I, I plan nice. this out. I'm excited. I'm so uh, excited. Yeah, okay. and what, what's one more? If I if I could add one more writer to my list, if I could just think of one. Uh, <laughs> I love, I mean, Grant Morrison is phenomenal. They are- Neil Gaiman top neil, neil gaiman of course neil gaiman <laughs> sandman <laughs> eternals Books oh my gosh so good so yeah. good and you know what i i cannot wait for this new eternals movie just because of neil gaiman oh of course Definitely. i have a strong feeling they're going to be using a lot of his stuff and also kirby of course yeah, of course yeah you can't you can't have eternals without kirby of you know? course speaking of kirby kirby was a very famous artist he was a great writer but he was most known for his art and redefining the art with the kirby dots you know shading mm-hmm. and making things look plasmic and and stuff like that and it, it's just beautiful artwork but michael if you want to name off some of your favorite artists go ahead we'll do the same we'll thing we did to. with the writers all right let's start off fiona stables saga I'm yep. done. There's that. <laughs> she's she's phenomenal. I, I wish she would work on more. She doesn't really work on a lot of stuff. I'm legitimately buying my first ever magic cards because she did the art for a couple of them. <laughs> and so I'm, uh, it's great. I already have the frame for them. I'm just waiting for them to come in. Fiona Staples. Amazing. Greg Capullo, Scott yep. Snyder, Batman. Greg Capullo, his art, on especially when he did Spawn and he did Batman, just... Oh, it's so edgy. It's so, it's so hard. It's so metal. You can tell his personality fits his art so well. It's so cool. I love seeing that in an artist so much. I love uh, Andre Sorrentino when he works, especially when he works with Jeff Lemire, that, that too, that, that team is like a dream team for me. Jeff Lemire and uh, Andre Sorrentino, his art is so creepy and and just dark and gritty. Same with Jacques. Jacques, very lot of heavy line work, but I love it so much. I don't know. There's just a bunch of, I mean, Alex Ross. Yep. We think we think whatever comic gods are out there that Alex Ross is choosing to be a comic book artist instead of like this amazing He's fine the next artist Kirby. That he can like be. there's gonna be like I yeah. want one day for Alex Ross to be as well known as Kirby. No joke. Like, like his, not many people stuff... do oil paintings anymore. This guy straight up no. does canvases and then transfer he does oil paintings on comic it's books. Beautiful. It's it is so beautiful. beautiful. Guys, like look up Alex art on Instagram. You will be Do like, it. oh my God, it looks like, like actual He photos. does comic, this is comic, this is what he does professionally. Comic, he can be, yes. Like I said, thanks so many, whatever combo gods are out there that he's chosen to do comic book art because his stuff is phenomenal. He's worked for both the big companies. Kingdom yep. Come is one of my favorite DC books. And I love it. He, they gave him so much time to it for, to do it too. Yes. Gave, it was a quarterly book come out every like three months. And so he was able to paint everything and it's so beautiful. And then he did Marvels over at Marvel and 
so beautiful. Alex Ross's art is just literally next level. And then there's his cover for Marvel 1000. Yes. I mean, of all the, the characters the, the, jumping out of the books. Oh my God. It was so yeah. It's just, it's just, he's just such a legendary artist. And it's just, it's so good. So good. So, so legendary. And it's so beautiful. Like I literally, I love Alex Ross. I remember one day I, yeah. I saw an Alex Ross and like, I was like, I got to get a poster of some of his stuff. Have you ever seen his Jim Lee and Alex Ross uh, when they teamed up to do a Superman and Batman? I don't think I did. No. Uh, do you have I your phone on you? I want you to look I up. Do. I want to see your face when you see this. Look up sure, Jim yeah, Lee and Alex Ross. <laughs> Trust me, man. It is a beautiful piece. Oh my God. Jim Lee, Batman, Alex Ross. What? It just fits so well. <laughs> That's I the, mean, there's also the one with uh, there's also one with Bruce Tim with the uh, Justice League animated. Oh my! Where God, he painted over so well. Bruce Tim line work. It's so oh good, isn't it? Gosh, so good. Like yeah. I don't understand. Like I don't understand because Jim Lee has a very distinct style, which I love. I I loved I love Jim Lee's style so much. But like comp- like thinking like if I compare two different covers of Joe Jim Lee cover and Alex Ross cover, I think wow, this is very different styles. Right. But them together. It just blows mixed. my mind how well they fit together. Yeah. <laughs> one mixed. So good. Thank you for that. I think yeah, I found a new phone background for a good week. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to name <laughs> off some artists myself. I'm going to start go, off please. with Art Germ, bro. Art Germ. Oh, Literally, my he's like today's Alex Ross. He's like, uh, you don't like Art Germ? No, you I love that. No, I'm saying oh, I'm, oh, I, I love him like, so ah, much. He's so okay, good. Like no, like, he's so good. He does frustrate me a little bit. Because um, just in the fact that like he did this interview saying that I, I, someone asked him, are you ever going to do interior work? He's like, no, no, I don't have time for interior work. Even Alex Ross did interior work. I mean, come yeah, on. If, if Alex Ross something. has time to do interior work, you do. Like, and yeah, you, but his is digital art, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. He's, yeah no, he's, if Alex he's, Ross he's, has he time to paint, do it. literally get paints and mix. That's and what I'm that. talking about. Um, but overall, his his stuff blows my mind, but, and he, his his is one of the always one of the covers I consider when whenever he has a variant out, I always grab one of his. So yeah, yes. no, I I Good have choice. I have a lot of Catwomans by him, and <laughs> same same right, same. you know, like it's Catwoman. <laughs> oh my gosh, she makes Selena Kyle look so beautiful. But so uh, good, man. you know, it, our germ is definitely one of them. Alex Ross as well. Dan Mora, mm-hmm. I, have you Dan Mora? Oh my yes, god, I love him. All He's of his so work in Power Rangers power rangers was my first love with him and he's on he's on detective right now and he's 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 so but then he also does um once in future with karen gillian over boom as well like he's i don't know how he does so much work and it's always so consistent i've never seen like sometimes artists if, if they're on a long book as you go on, you see like time constraints get in. So they have to rush a lot of their ending work, which makes yeah. sense. I get that. But like, I've never seen that with Dan Mora. I'm yeah. always consistently impressed by Dan Mora's art. But it's because yes, it's I so simple. Agree. It's so yeah. simple. He could draw yeah, up a panel. So he could probably do a page in like an hour. If yeah, not he's that. he's so good. He's so yeah, good. like, because it's oh. so simple. It's like anime, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, yeah it's literally totally, it's totally. like anime based like artwork. And I think it's just so awesome. And the way he did Power Rangers was so cool. All the morphing yeah. that he does yes. with Power Rangers looks so dope, man. Like, I, mean, I loved his Power Rangers and, and TNMT uh, covers yeah, as well. When yeah, the covers. And, and speaking so cool. of Power Rangers, TMNT, Simon DMEO, great job. Like, mm-hmm. like the way they, way, the way yes. he did the Power, uh, the Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles. So cool. And, and uh, keeping on the Power Ranger topic, uh, Daniel DiNiculio. Is that how you say definitely. it? Uh, he worked on Shattered Grid. Yes. Oh my gosh, I freaking love it. I love. He did first a, off, his books just good. Oh my gosh, and you know he he's doing a Seven Secrets right now with Tom Taylor, isn't he? Or is that done? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's still going. It's still going. Yeah, yeah, he's doing that with Tom Taylor, and but it, it's just 
beautiful artwork, guys. Like I'm telling you, some of these interior artists, they it's just wow, you know. And now let's talk about some classics, you know, that John Romita Sr. You know, yeah. Oh my I mean, gosh, so just wow, yeah. Jack Kirby. We mentioned him earlier. Steve Ditko, you know, the the kings, the gods. Yeah. You know, uh, Bill Finger did some great yeah, stuff. Finger. Yes, thank you. Please, yeah. you got Bill, you know, no, Bill hey, Finger. Hey, man, we're going to talk about Bill Finger, all right? Yeah, yes, definitely. Bill Finger. Yeah, don't worry, that, that'll come up when we talk about the lawsuit uh, later. <laughs> and if you don't know what lawsuit, stay tuned. Okay, yeah, so yeah so many artists over yeah, time too- just doing beautiful work. Yeah, that's that's the big thing too, especially as long as I've worked at different shops, I always get, uh, whenever I ring someone up, I'm like, oh my gosh, how are you liking the series? And they're like, ah, oh, they get really embarrassed. Like, ah, oh, I don't really read it. I just, I'm just getting it for the art. Don't ever be embarrassed about that. Like don't. it's literally half the medium. And so if you're just getting the book because you think it looks nice and you're getting it for the art, awesome. Don't read a single word. You're literally buying a piece of art. Like enjoy it for that aspect. I love that. Please do. It. There's a lot of books that I just get for the cover because the cover is amazing or the interior yep. artist. I just like the variants are for nice. I agree. Enjoy that. Please do. If you're just getting for the art, that's, that's completely valid. Variants aren't for reading. Variants are for looking at. Exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, they don't make different covers for no reason. Like it, 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 exactly. it looked, the boxes, yeah. they got so many. But, and before I end this, Jim Lee, of course. King, King of DC, Mar- King of Batman, you know, it, uh, Todd McFarlane, I, I should add him too. Great artist. Just, there's so many great artists in the world, but let's talk about some of our least favorite artists. Do you have any least favorite artists? I do. I have two, two or oh, three big ones that I, and it's Go crazy because there's some of my favorite, uh, two of them are my favorite, one of my favorite writers, Frank Miller. Um, I'm not a huge fan of his art. He did uh, that Dark Knight Returns. Yep. He did Sin City, but his art fit for Sin City for me. So that was yeah. fun. I don't like John Romita Jr.'s art at all. However, I liked him on Same Kick-Ass. I know. Yeah, Kick-Ass I like him on Kick-Ass. It works on World Kick-Ass Hulk, for some reason works. for me. Yeah. But everything, I just don't, I'm not a huge fan of his art. If you are, awesome. Please enjoy. And it sucks because of Personally, his, because his dad is. I know. I I'm know. like, dude, how, how did your dad, like, and, well, and I've met John Romita. John, John Romita Jr. is the nicest guy. Yeah, no, he, I've right? never heard anything like, bad about him at all. He's great. Yeah, you know, like literally the nicest guy, you know, so he gets a pass, you know, like I'll put up with your work <laughs> because you're really nice. But no, totally. Who, and he's usually one? on really good stories. You mentioned World War Hulk. He's usually on amazing stories. Yeah. So they like to put well, him on. And, and a lot of people say, oh, it's because his dad. And I'm like, no, nah, if anything's been working. His, see, the thing is, his Daredevil run in the 80s is is really beautiful. So, like, I don't know what happened throughout like, time. I saw his Suicide me, like, Squad, I liked... man. I, 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 I had to push through that. Like, he made Harley. He, yeah, he made Harley I don't know what buff. happened. Like, I, I don't know. But. Yeah, Tom, uh, JRJR is not one of my favorite artists. And then last one is, uh, I mentioned this before, Jeff, Jeff Lemire, one of my least favorite artists, but yeah. he works on Sweet Tooth. His art works on Sweet Tooth very well. I didn't even, didn't even phase me at all on reading Sweet Tooth, but everything else, not really a fan. Well, you know, I actually agree with you on uh, John Romita Jr. He is not really mm, one of my yeah, favorites, you know, yeah. if I want, because like, like, it's just the proportions are a little out of the way. It's every, it's really yeah, blocky. It seems- it's really, it's really blocky. blocky. It's really yeah, blocky. And, and you know, sometimes that's some people's like uh, people like that. And I'm like, all right. I mean, do you weirdo? More but, you. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like that's it's just not me. Who was the first one that you said? I, I oh Frank it? Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Yes. Oh my gosh. I agree with you on that one too. Uh, that is un- yeah. I, like I have three as well. But my third one, Rob Liefeld. Yes. Yes. I, I just don't. I, I don't like even bringing Rob. It might be Rob, just I because I personally like do not like the guy either because yeah. he was kind of mean he's he's so self-centered 
and he, he acts Very. like, and that's the difference. That's why I give JRJR John Romita Jr. A, a pass. As for Rob Liefeld, I don't care what happens to you because honestly, if you ask me, he had one good day, and and that was uh, New Mutants '98. He was just doing an interpretation of a DC character. Like exactly. it wasn't that he invented and, something crazy. And then when he like, did uh, what what was it, Major X? Just mm-hmm. Deadpool fan fiction. Exactly. That's all it was. Like, you know, that's and, his big claim. To f- I mean, and he acts Cable. like he's like, Good for him. oh, but since he was big in the 90s, by the way, that's not a thing to be proud of. Uh, <laughs> if you were big in the 90s, oh, I, I, I helped start Image. Yeah, but let's see who's. It, it's funny how he's still writing. However, Jim Lee running DC right now. Oh, what, what's yes. Todd McFarlane doing? Todd McFarlane? Oh, he's running Image, right? He has yep. his own huge tour company. Like no, and, and but the thing is, he, and you, he's he's the next Stanley. I'm telling you right now. I but, know, yeah, he, dude. Rob like, Lyfell, have you ever what, seen what him are you doing? Are, oh, you're saying Harley Quinn isn't dressed sexy enough for for Birds of Prey you, you, because she looked better in Suicide? Like he's just an asshole. I, I, yeah, I, he really I, is. Honest, like, yeah, I I've heard so many stories about him, and he 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 likes the spotlight, and he likes to say stuff that'll get him get him attention and stuff like that, and. I like, yeah, we mentioned Jim Lee. You mentioned Tom McFarlane. There are, they all started, sure. They all started Image together. They all together. started the same place. All, yeah, they all were on uh, at Marvel together. Uh, same with uh, Eric Larson and and, and uh, Mark Silvestri and, th- and, yep. and the other guys. But like all of their art evolved through time, right? Even like, Kevin Eastman. Yes, their art has evolved as they continue to get better and hone their craft. I've never noticed that with- um, Liefeld. Uh, Liefeld, never. And I just never enjoyed his his work at all. And then his his attitude makes it even worse for me. Yeah, and like so I, I, like I mean, yeah. if he was like a super nice dude, you know, and like he was actually yeah. like a, a person that that actually likes interacting with fans and and didn't yeah. like be so self centered, like I, I I would respect it. Like you know what you know what you're a nice guy. So you know I, and you you obviously love what you do. So I'm gonna yeah. let you. But you know, but what do I expect from the guy who created Deadpool? Yeah, see, and he loves he loves to tell you about it. He'll let oh you know gosh, that he, he, he made Deadpool. He'll uh, he'll tell you about it. No, no joke. He's got invented Deadpool. Good for him. Good. For he him. also does it with Cable as well. But uh, yeah, where's cable Louis too. Simonson? I know it's so whatever, man. Louis like, Simonson uh, also created Cable, but nobody knows who she is, and yeah, it's but... partly his fault. It really, honestly, yes. Yeah. Power Pack, Dark Side. Oh, not Dark Side. Uh, Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Literally these characters were created by a woman back when women weren't even like, they didn't even want women working at that time. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah. So you know what? So all of these characters that we love and cherish, guess what guys, you know, Luke Cage and, uh, and Iron Fist teaming up the power pack. Guess who you get to thank for that. Louise Simonson. <laughs> that woman is so yes. overlooked. Oh my gosh. It's like, I, I want to meet her and just like give her a hug and tell her thank you. Like you did so much and she deserves a spot in the in those Marvel movies, like as a cameo one day or something. You know what I mean? Agreed. Like if they if they do a power pack like movie or, or a television series, get, call her. Give her a cameo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Totally, man. I'm make her like a, a like a like a person getting mugged or make her the mugger. That'd be funny. But, make her the uh, mugger. <laughs> Please do. Have her go up Please against do. Luke Cage. That'd be badass. I'm not, <laughs> but yeah, yeah like, but I felt, I, I just, I couldn't get around it. I couldn't agree with you anymore. But yeah, I, I, but I don't want to crap on him too much. Uh, so yeah, let's, no, we don't need to. Let's, let's talk about, let's talk about this Disney lawsuit and why it's important for these writers yeah. and, and, and artists. So do you want to give your, yes. your two cents first? 
Or, yeah, well, actually, first, let me uh, let me let me no, explain, please, yeah, explain it. Is. Explain it. Uh, the lawsuit is uh, basically the creators of these characters, like Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, their heirs now have the right to get the rights back to these characters. And the people who are still alive that helped create these characters, like Brian Michael Bendis creating Miles Morales, could have the chance to getting these characters back. And when they make these big movies, like Spider-Man No Way Home or Avengers, they can get a small cut of the profit, which, if you ask me, that is fair, okay? Like, they have been treated like crap for years, and they, they if you guys don't know this, before this, Marvel only paid writers $5,000 for their stories, and then you wonder why Brian Michael Bendis left. Jim Starlin probably yep. got screwed the most on that one, you know, creating Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity War and then only getting $10,000 out of those billion-dollar movies. Billions, yeah. He deserves more than that, you know, so... A lot of people have twisted the truth in saying that these people are suing Disney. No, Disney and Marvel are suing them. These people have the right to have these characters back. And yes, they are their heirs. But you know what? When Stan Lee created these characters, well, he didn't get the money for it anyway. So who, what, what do you think that, you think his cameo in Avengers Endgame, who do you think the money went to? Do you think that just went to charity? Like, yeah, exactly. So and then, and then people yeah. are like, "Oh, do you think he's Stan Lee's gonna be rolling in his grave?" He's like, "No, he's not. He'd be. I'm getting paid." You know, like. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, what What are your two cents on the on this? Yeah. Lawsuit? I, first off, the optimistic and idealist in me, I think it's it's great. I think they should these creators should be paid. Like without these creators, these billion dollar movies and franchises wouldn't even exist. First yeah. off the realist in me like because the estate of jack kirby did this a little bit ago when marvel first was bought by disney and yep. he failed they failed at it hard and so like it's probably going to end up doing the same thing and see the, the thing is it's not going to hurt them it's not taking away anything from marvel or disney it's not there's now would need to be responsible for paying the creators what they're owed you know like that doesn't that that should be fine like that should be okay especially because you're making be a, billions of dollars how is this, how is this even a thing? Like, I don't understand how, how this is even a big deal, but you know, they got a line in the pockets. They have big companies to pay for, I guess, whatever. But realistically, I don't know if there, if it's, if anything really is going to happen out of it. I know a lot of press is behind us. So I'm hoping companies cave to the, the, the pressure of that, the social pressure to that legally. I don't think they'll be able to do anything behind it. I right. wish they would. I wish something would happen. I really do. But and you know, know. It, it, this is a big deal because I mean, think about Superman. There were the creators of Superman. This similar thing happened a couple oh, yeah. of years ago, and now at the end of every DC movie, even if Superman's not even in it, but, but they mostly mention Superman, so that they kind of have to. But at the end of every DC movie, you will see it'll say cre- Superman created by uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster, or Batman created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Now they changed oh, finally. that. Finally. finally, well, yeah. So it, it's important that these people get the, the deserve because I, you, ha- I'm sure you've had just as many people. There are people who are under the impression that Stan Lee created every superhero in the <laughs> yep, world. Yep. And that's yep. just not true. And, you know, and people say it's Stan Lee's fault for that. I'm like, no, it's not. He is notorious for saying I co-created characters. He is. Mm-hmm. Not- I don't think I've ever heard him say I created a character unless it was stripperella. So <laughs> he is proud of that yeah yeah super proud of that i never heard him like say like when he's talking about spider-man he go well when me and steve co-created him like when steve and i made this character he he would always give the character credit so it's not his fault and it's not his fault that people think this way it's honestly it's the people who aren't giving credit at all like yeah 
we 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 get the big names like Dan Lee and Bob Kane. They were very yes, they were the writers on on the on these books, and they definitely were the co-creators for sure. But they they at essence were also very savvy business people, where the artists were more of they were artists that got hired on to promote these bring these ideas to life. So yes, a lot of what we know of what Batman looks like came from Bill Finger, not from Bob Kane. A lot right. from what the Fantastic Four look like, you know, came from Jack Kirby, Kirby, not really Stan Lee. And so like, they deserve a lot of the credit for the creation of these, of these uh, superheroes and storylines that we've all fallen in love with. But yes, we, we hear about Stan Lee and Bob Kane more because unfortunately they were a lot more savvy business people. They were able to get better contracts. They were able to fight for themselves more than the, the artists were, unfortunately. Yeah. And you know, and you know, all it takes is a simple cameo in a movie. You want to know why? Because there are people like Theories by T. There are people like New Rockstars. There are people like, mm-hmm. like Screen Crush that go out of their way to break down these movies and they tell you every little detail. All right. Everybody knows who John Ostrander is right now. Like I've mentioned mm-hmm. the name John Ostrander. If I would have mentioned that before James Gunn made Suicide Squad, 20 bucks says nobody would know who I'm talking about. But totally. since he made a cameo in Suicide Squad, he put the chip in the back of Savant's neck. Now everybody knows who he is. You know, so True. literally, if they just like, and the other day, I was thinking about it the other day, I went, on, I went to go see Venom and there was a Stan Lee cameo. They, they put Stan Lee on a magazine. And yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, where's Todd? Where's Todd? Todd McFarland yeah. is still very much alive. And <laughs> I, I guarantee you, he would love to make a cameo in a, in a Venom movie. Guarantee you, he'd love to be in a gas station uh, or something. You know, like Spider-Verse did a very good job of it with the cell phone, showing Brian Michael Bendis, Todd McFarlane, yeah. so many characters, so many people, so many Easter eggs and, and into the Spider-Verse. They did such a great job. But I'm so just good. like, I so get good. it. I love Stanley cameos as much as the next guy, but what, what about these other ones? You know, they did it in Captain Marvel too. Uh, Kelly Sue, she made, she made her little appearance in Captain Marvel, but nobody really mm-hmm. talks about that one because not many people like know Captain Marvel well enough to actually know who she is but mm. i i think it's important that people know who she is because she's she's scary uh <laughs> it's true it's terrifying. i i, I don't want to be on her way. bad side dude like i i would not want to be on her bad side. she seems like a great woman she, great woman but i i don't want to be on her bad side like she Kelly I, Sue it's the ta- it's, it's the it's the tattoo yeah yeah DeConnick. she married him married him at fraction too which is one of my favorite writers as well yeah like, um, Matt Fraction yeah, did Hawkeye. She's, she's a very yeah, intimidating like, woman, but very like, talented, Hawkeye very talented writer. Hawkeyes. Like, why don't we put Matt Fraction as a character in the in the Hawkeye series? You, you know, make him a storekeep. Make him a, a, a guy sitting at the restaurant. Literally, it's simple stuff like this that artists and creators would love to do. And that's all we need to do is, is give it that. Yeah, and, just a little respect. And, really. and that's and what pay. I hope this lawsuit <laughs> puts in people's minds uh, that yeah. that they're not asking for money. This is money that they deserve because, you know, there are writers out there that are writing eight, nine books a week, but still have to get a side job to keep a roof over their head. It sucks. And it oh, leads yeah. into my next, my next topic. Let's talk about comic shops. All right. Something you're very familiar, something I'm very familiar with. One of my let's, let's talk about supporting too. shops and online books and com- and pirating. Go ahead. I, I know you probably got yeah, some no, sure. you want to talk about. I, I strongly just going to your local comic store. I suggest if you have multiple ones in your area, check them all out and see which one is going to be I like supporting shops that are very inclusive, that are very friendly, have a really great clean environment. Um, Look for those things. You don't have to shop at a shop just because it's a shop. Like if it's your only one in the area, I support comic book stores and small business in general. So I strongly suggest you do so, but I want the the right ones to uplift this community. And there's unfortunately a lot of 
there's a lot of bad ones out there. So make sure you go in, try, just try them out. And if it makes you feel uncomfortable, definitely don't go back. There's a lot of different outlets for reading comics and getting comics and community out there as well. So try a shop, enjoy. Yeah, no, like, and that makes sense. Like when I first moved here, I, I used to only have one shop back and that was comic orders. And that's the one I used to work at. And then I moved yes. and then I moved to Tennessee and there was like four different shops. I went to all four, but there was only one that actually treated me like I was a human being. And it was mm-hmm. two younger guys. And it was because all the guys, they were older than me, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm talking to them on a level where like, I, because, you know, I've been having like a conversation. I was able to keep up with you because I've read a lot of the 90s stuff, 80s stuff. I've even read stuff from the 60s. I can keep up with, the, with a conversation like that, but the, and, but they don't like see it that way. They see me as a 23 year old dumbass that doesn't know what he's talking yeah. about. And I hate that. You know, they talk down to me like I'm just a child. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm a grown ass man. You can talk to me like, like, I know I'm old enough to be your kid. But at the same time, treat me with Dude, respect. Seriously, but, that's been a huge thing. Uh, but huge it gets thing better. It gets com- better. I promise. Oh, yeah. When I when I got to, I went to a place called Z's Comic Layer. Yeah, shout out. Anyway, Z's Comic Layer in uh, Murfreesboro. They're two younger guys. They're like 28, 29. So they're, they're super young. They were super cool to me. And they even they even went as far to put extra things in my tab if they thought I would like it. You know, and that's that's what I, that's what I like. Make sure they're friendly with you guys. If they're assholes, yes. you don't don't support them. Okay, you have every right not to support somebody if they're mean to you. Okay, but yeah, that's a big thing, especially in comic books because we're creepy. Some of us are weird. Okay, I I, I will. Yeah. Admit, I've seen Careful. what you look like. All right, there's so there's a lot of socially awkward people. Don't know a lot of social cues. It's careful, but generally, generally, we want to grow the community. And yes. if, if there's a shop that is making you feel terrible about reading a book or don't know enough about a certain thing, like that's a bad yeah. type of, that's a bad person. We, we don't want that in the community. We want people to be uplifted. We want more people to come in. We want more people to read. We want more people to, I want, I want more people to talk about these stories with. I have so many things that I want to talk about. Right. I want to talk about them with you. You don't know. Great. Here, read this and then come back and talk to me about it. Exactly. Like, no, I'm, I'm, my, like, my sister's sick of it, man. I want somebody who's going to keep up with me in a conversation. Why do you think I started this podcast? Like, <laughs> like why, why do you think I did this? All right. Like, <laughs> but but, no, no, so but here's like, the best part I, about those shops. They found out that I had a thousand, over a thousand, over a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. And my dad, my dad came up to me and said, Hey, uh, my, my friend, I was at the comic book store and they, I told them about you and they, they said that they knew you and that they'd love to team with you. I was like, who said it? Yeah. I was like, was it Z's? And he goes, no, I was like, well, I'm not helping anybody unless it's Z's. Cause according to all them, I don't know anything, but Z's yeah, no, you can't, don't do that. It, and, and unfortunately it wasn't Z's, but I did them a favor. I've given them shout outs all the time on the podcast. So like, they're great yeah. guys, two super awesome dudes. They're two brothers. They open up the shop together. Super cool guys. Yeah. I was just like, they, they treated me like a human being. So I'm only going to help them. Like those no, people, it's... until they found out that I had clout, they didn't care. They, 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 I was yeah. an idiot kid, but now I have clout and they could use that to their advantage. No, I'm not going to do no, that. Don't do that, man. That, that was, I completely agree with you. And it, it's it just doesn't stop at that too. Like there's huge blatant misogyny and sexism in comic book yes. industry for like ridiculously amount of long time. And if you're a, a female reader and you want to get in the community and you want to be able to be with it, please do like, do not support a shop. That's going to make you feel bad for reading comics, especially if you're right. a girl or a woman or a female in general, like, don't 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 go back to that shop do not support that there are shops that are inclusive that would love to have you that will recommend books to you don't be don't be shy when it comes to i've met a lot of female patrons that really were a little shy about wanting to read they didn't they didn't want to be made fun of for that reason oh yeah and it happens it it makes me so upset because i want them to read i want you to read so you can come back and talk to me about it i want to know your opinion and so like yes speaking back to your main topic 
find a shop that's going to make you feel like you're part of yes. the community. That's the yeah. best part of it. And I agree with you on the one, you know, like I had a woman's day spectacular. I had Ambrosia on, I had a, a comics and cupcakes. I had a Ashley Sanders. And I had a Shayla Wren. I'm sure. Yeah. You're familiar with all of them. Yeah, yeah, oh my great. gosh. That, three amazing women guys. If you, if you aren't following them, you, you, you're missing out. But like, I remember, uh, I think it was Ashley. Every time she would uh, say something, she would have to clarify what it is. So that way she, she could tell me that she knew. I was like, but there was a point, like, I was just like, you know, I'm not going to quiz you. Like, I, I know, you know what it is. <laughs> like, yeah, but, yeah. But she was super sweet, but she, she always like, like she said cosplay. And then she goes, that means costume play. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so that's, that's the thing. It happens. They have to so defend themselves. Quiz them all the time. That's why it happens. Exactly. It's because exactly. It, it, that it's because it was a force of habit. And that's why I didn't stop her. You know, Uh, and, and I, I don't, I know, I know a lot about comics. I don't know everything. And I want to know, I want to know more. Right. And so like, even the person you think is the most knowledgeable, they don't know everything either. Like, don't be intimidated by any of these people, even the people that are looking down on you, they, first off, they definitely don't know everything. And so like, don't be intimidated by any of these people. There's always something to learn. Okay. And if they're looking down at you in a comic book store, they they were upset that Ray was a Skywalker. All right. They cried yeah. at a movie theater over a storm. Down over the, whatever, Calm down. Whatever. All right. Trust me. They're, they're weaker than you think. Not worth your time. It's easy yeah. to break them. It's, it's so easy. <laughs> it's not a joke though. Yes, it is. It's very easy. So I'm, easy. I'm and it, it, it's so <laughs> funny to watch them just like, <laughs> what, what, what? you know, but not all comic shops are like that. Thank God. Not at all. And There's some amazing in ones. in a year like, like this, where everybody is becoming more self-aware of, uh, oh yeah, we're, we're human beings, you know, and that it's great that we, we do that. And I'm glad that comic book stores do that, but let's talk about pirating comic books, uh, people I, going online for free you, you, books. you did a, sh- I definitely want to talk about that. Can I, can I do a shout out to some of my stores? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in the Northern California area, my store is just like that. I'd make it a point from all my employees to act that way and the owner acts that way and our store and then and the patrons definitely act that way so yep. adventures and comics and games in the northern sacramento area and my former shop down in la if you're in the orange county area comic quest the owners are the most passionate people i've ever met they've had the store for close to 35 almost 40 years they're a married couple they have other jobs and they just want to own a comic book store because they love the community and yes. so all their free time and all their extra money goes in the shop goes in the community comic quest in southern california adventures and comics and games in northern california check them out yeah, and while we're at it, guys, if you're ever in the Missouri area by Fort Leonard Wood, go check out Comic Quarters with a Z because it's cute that way. Yeah, no, literally, it's veteran-owned, 13 years, Marines, super great guy. Matt and Zach are great people, guys, and they will go the extra mile. Trust me, I was the only person collecting Back to the Future every week that got two Back to the Future books because they knew I wanted one. That's how far they there went for me. That's so, good. And they will do the same for you. Just treat with respect, respect, pay it forward, guys. Let's talk about uh, online books and and pirating comic books because it's starting to become a trend where people will go online because it's so easy to go online and just read the comic book online. However, and some, there was actually a study that said uh, every time one comic book is bought, 200 have already been read because of people online. So that's how much money comic book companies are losing and you could argue oh they're so big companies i'm like you think independent companies are big like that marvel and dc are probably fine yeah but i wouldn't recommend doing it for them either because guess what would you want to work 40 hours a week and then find out you're not getting paid no that sucks you know so what are your sense on this i agree i 
at the end of the day, I like people reading comics. I really do. I know it's difficult for a lot of people to go out to shops, especially that's why I'm not a huge fan of the digital media, to be honest with you. I, I it's the formatting is just not my, my personal thing, yeah. but I like having digital there because first off, if someone's not close to a comic book shop, they're able to still read comics and yeah, I like, if they can't afford, if they yeah, can't afford I, it, I like buying my trades. Easy. I like buying my exactly. trades and, and exactly. digital, but my it, single issues I'll get, you know. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's, but sorry, that's, that's, the, that's the collector in you. But if, if you just want to like read a book, if you just want to read the story, digital is always good. First off, it's cheap and it's accessible, which is great. I'd love that. Uh, so anyone can go read a comic, but if you're talking specifically piracy, yes. I, with all your points about how it's stealing from the artists and creators, I mean, even Marvel and DC heard from it. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of those combo companies are only being still supported because their bigger parent companies have a lot of money. Disney owns Marvel and AT&T mm-hmm. owns Warner Brothers, which owns AT DC Comics. DC Comics doesn't make a lot of money. Like the comic nope. side doesn't make a lot of money because of this. That's why they team up with independent it. all the time. Exactly. And so do your best to try to go out and, and support in any way you can, even if you're buying them digitally, which is usually like 99 cents or even less than that. So Go and go on to it. Share with people. That's why community is so important. Yeah. Find a combo community so you can trade your books with each other. Let someone else borrow borrow it to just to put it out online. Is is not is not it's hurting everyone yeah. in general. If if the combo company can't make money, they're going to go away, and then you lose these stories anyways. So like exactly that's that's the most important part. And I remember I, I ha- I've had this conversation millions of times, and people are always telling me they just go, oh well, I can't afford comic books, or I can't go to the store every week like you can. I'm like, well. I'm sorry. This is not a cheap hobby. You know, it's it's yeah. no different than uh, like working on co- like collecting cars or, you know, it, it's yeah. expensive. You got to be able to budget it out. And sometimes it's just not for everybody. And I remember I said that one time and everybody was like, oh, so poor people can't buy comics. I was like, no, I did not no. say that. You have people libraries too. My mouth. Okay. Cause guess what? There are public libraries that buy these books for you and you can yeah, go there. Amazon has them for like what? 85 cents. That's like, what I'm talking about. Exactly. Exactly. And you're telling me you don't have 85 cents? Really? Like, like, yeah, sure. If, if you, if you're really like budget to budget, you know, you just got to budget it out. And sometimes I get it. it. It's just, it's just, it's not for everybody. And I understand that. And it sucks. And I know some yeah, people want to yeah. be passionate about it, but at the same time, it's like, you got, you got to be, you got to make sure you have the money to do it. Don't run yourself into the ground. And, but stealing is not the answer. You know, if I can't afford a car, do you see me going to a car dealership and stealing one? Like, yeah, no. I, I can't afford stuff, then you don't get it, unfortunately. Just because you but can't afford so it doesn't avenues. give you the right to steal it. Exactly. Like, there's so many different avenues. And I, to I, I, you have stuff. no idea. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's happened to you. Has anybody ever walked into your shop and asked you how to download comic books? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah. They walk yeah. in and ask us how to take money out of our pockets. And that's another thing yeah. that downloading comics do. You know, like literally these local shops that have no, no backbone on them, that are working their butts off, sometimes in small towns just trying to make it to their budget they're getting sold out because people are like oh i can just get it online for free just get instead online. of buy it from you you know yeah. and that's that sucks and and the fact it's, that people yeah. would have the decency to walk in and just say how can i do it is even worse and it makes me so angry no. and then I people wonder why, and like i've had just so many people in my comment sections get like why are you so upset about this i'm like because i work because 
I've remember I told you that that comic shop that I first went to was no bigger than a bathroom. It was half the size of a bathroom. Yeah, no, a yeah. tiny you, shop, you, and he's you, you worked get his I get butt it. off for the past five years growing this shop, made it to the 1500 list and, and has made himself successful. And people like you are just ruining it for him. And, I, and I've seen him at his lowest. I've seen him at his highest. He, he's earned everything he's got. And the fact that you guys feel like it's okay to steal from him, it, it just makes me upset. You know what I mean? Does me me I, I concur. I'm the same way. It's, it's, it doesn't make sense to me. Like I also want to read these stories really bad. There's a lot of stories that I can't afford every week yeah. to, to be reading. But you got a budget, got to save. Go to your library while you're saving to. Keep I'm going up to college stuff, right but, now. I'm not working. I'm not working. Like yeah, TikTok's my main it. source of income right now, and I'm not working. It hurt me to tell Dimitri that I couldn't be on the Keeg Show for Atomic Talk anymore. Because oh, sure. he was like legit. Like he asked me, I said no, and then the next week he asked me, and I said, dude, I, I canceled my tab because I'm going to college. I, and I, I had to put my priorities first. And he was just no, like, of course. You do I was like, dude, I'd be happy to come on for after shows or, or for the kickback. I'd love to. And when I tell you, like, I was really upset when I had to tell him, cause I loved going on comic talk. I loved mm-hmm. it. It was so fun to talk to people about comic books. Cause I don't get to do that often, you know, or yeah. at least like what we're doing right now. This is actually one of the longer podcasts that I've done. Usually I get these up to an hour. I'm having a good time too. So yeah. Like- and it's, <laughs> it's one of those things. It's just like, I loved it. And it hurt me to tell him like, and I know he loved having me on. And oh yeah. He did. Yeah. He's, he's great too. Yeah. He's, he's such great. a great guy. And if you guys yeah. haven't checked out the Keek show, highly recommend, but yeah, it hurt me to tell him that. I was like, dude, I'm going to college right now. I'm going to school full time. I want to be a journalist. And if I want to do that, I got to put my priorities first and you know, comic books aren't my priority right now. Maybe there one day is. when I, because I want to, I want to work at comicbook.com or CBR or, or something like that. You know, one of the totally. comic book related journalism so that's what i want to do so you know i will go back into it i will go to the store and buy the rest of the mighty morphin and the power rangers they catch back up all right i will go and <laughs> buy do, a big man. ass stack totally like the day yeah. is going to happen where i walk in with i'm gonna buy 300 dollars worth of comic books and it's just just so i can finish the collection because i have ocd what a great weekend that will be <laughs> oh yeah dude it'll be so yeah, fun. no joke man oh you're gonna be so, so pumped i'm jealous already <laughs> yeah and i just i i love that and yeah totally Finally, but before we, we do a closing, I want to talk about, I want to move over to our next topic, and that's treatment of comic book collectors. All right. There is a big stereotype that we all live in our mom's basements. We're all fat. We all stink. We don't really shower. We play Dungeons and Dragons. We talk with a this. We wear glasses. We do all that. And I, I even myself have been a victim of people. Like when I was working at a comic book store, somebody was like, you know, you probably live in your mom's basement. And I was like, I'll have, you know, I do live in my mom's basement and I'm going to college sucker because I, because the, rent is great, the college man. is right across the street from my house <laughs> and I don't have to get a dorm. So suck it, you know, like, like legit, you know, well, but, that just makes sense then. Like, yeah, you know, and I was working full time, a full time job going uh, to school full-time. So I, it wasn't like my parents were like hand feeding me stuff. No, I was working full-time. Yeah, no, I was paying for my it. own gas. I was paying for my own, like, you know, I was working on cars. I worked two, I go. worked as a dishwasher. I worked as an auto mechanic. Well, as a detailer, I should say, but I also changed oil, but there you go. You know, and then I, I also worked at the comic book shop, but at the same time, I was also going to school full-time and running mm-hmm. a podcast, you know? So like, it's not like things were You're just all over handed the place, to me. I'm like working it. my ass off here. But now people see people like you and me and they're just like, can you tell us more about this? Like I, I feed on people asking me like so far right now I'm doing a series. I basically, I had to make a new playlist yesterday. I'm talking about earth, a three, one, one Spider-Ham's universe. 
Everybody know, wants I've been to know those, what animal way, is who, what animal is what. I've been loving those. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'll tell you more. One went viral because I used the word octopusy cat and the gobbler. True and though, so true. all of the comments say octopusy and, and goblin these nuts just in yeah. the co- And that's what made it viral. I was just like, well, you know, stupidity is the greatest thing in the world sometimes, <laughs> you know? So, but it's true. But I was, but I love talking about these things. And there was a time where if I told you about Earth 8311, it's like, okay, what is Dr. Octopus in Earth 8311? Well, actually, he's a cat and he calls by the name Octopussy Cat and he's part of the Swinister Six. I would have been punched in the face if I would have said that in high school. I'm just saying that right now. It was tough. Like, it was not fun for us. It's true, though. I mean, yeah. Like what's I what, really what's one of the worst quietly. stories? If you don't want, if you don't mind me telling me, what, what what's one of the worst <laughs> stories that you got? What, what do you got? Well, I mean, I mean, if you know the Green Lantern oath by heart, it's not something you just go and shout out every once in a while. You know, like every once in a while. So, that. like, no, I mean, you, oh, okay. you got to every once in a while. No, <laughs> you got to. And You're so, in the like, weight room because they, <laughs> well, they were saying people were saying it terribly, and they were very much incorrect about it. And I just go up and like, excuse me, is actually this is, this is how this is how you would say it. And of course, they were. I'll just make fun of it, right? They're just making fun of it, and I didn't realize that. I didn't catch on to that. I thought that that's just what they they were. Yeah, I thought they were. My my crew the burden and of the nerd, no, yeah. i was very much wrong <laughs> much wrong with that so i embarrassingly just turned away and walked away and so after that it's yeah i i i hit a lot of it growing up to be honest with you especially in high school and the lower grades of that and i didn't really start living my my nerd life out in public until like i was after college a little bit and i was just kind of accepted this is who i am i don't care what other people are really yep. think and then then comic book culture started becoming cool. And so I was like, oh, cool. I can, you know, people, people get me now. I, I finally can find people who, who understand. And yeah. so like, that's been a huge thing. Um, I know the, the internet and uh, these, these apps have different, really terrible, toxic communities on them. And we want to avoid those like crazy. But yes. the other end of the spectrum, people find their people on these, yes. on these, especially TikTok and YouTube and things like that have really found the communities. And that's kind of been a huge thing for me. So. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think, I think like, everybody and, and you too, like, like people like you, people like you, Dimitri, like I consider you guys friends. I've never even met you guys in person. Like one day I'm going to make a trip to California. I'm going to meet all you guys. Like I'm going to make it a, a hey, point. Go. Like me and Stra- yeah. like I told Straw Hat, I was like, if I ever come to California, he was like, he's like, you better hit me up. Like Straw Hat Goofy. <laughs> dude, like it was him. like, dude, we were hanging out, man. Like, <laughs> like literally I consider him a friend. You know, I've had him on the podcast. Yeah, totally. I've talked to him. I wouldn't consider Soup's a friend yet because we don't talk as much, but we are mutuals. But that, and then there's Zephy and, you know, there's another guy. To, so there's so many people that I've met everybody and people listening, you know, I, that I've had on the show, you guys have heard like, like deviant even, even said that we were friends on the app. He's like, you know, I consider us friends now, like because of our conversation, yeah, nice. I love you it. know, and you know, I'm so glad that people accept me now. Like there was a time, like people wouldn't accept me for who I was in high school. I ate lunch on the floor by myself and I was kicked away from the lunch Damn. table. I was, nobody wanted to sit with me. I was lame. And when I, one day, uh, the, the kids that I tried to hang out with the kids that like the hardcore punk kids, they, they got kicked out of their corner where they were supposed to. And they kicked me out of my own spot, like where I sat by myself. So I ate my lunch with my teacher that sucked. And I couldn't really be myself. The theater, I found myself in theater. If it weren't for the theater, oh my gosh, I, I don't know where I'd be right now, but they taught me to really be myself 
And people like my sister, especially like just being there and accepting me for who I am, like knowing that I love this stuff. And and now Mm -hmm. there's little kids that run around talking about, I was like, oh, Captain America's the coolest, Batman's the coolest. And I'm just like, these kids are going to grow up and they don't have to go through the shit that I had to go through. That's been a huge, I do. I just had that same realization a little bit ago. And it made me feel so good. I was like, oh, yeah, these kids like, I'm so never glad have to that know. A little kid can oh. say, I love Captain America and won't get hit in the face. Or Yeah, seriously, though, I, that is so cool to me. Like, that is the coolest thing. If any, if I could choose one thing that's probably the best thing to come out of any of this neuroculture stuff being popularized, it's that. It's that and, these little kids know, can love these characters and superheroes and storylines and and love them. And it's because of these movies, I'm telling you, it's the movies that did it. You know, like literally, like, I mean, there were stereotypes that we were nerds. We were nerds. We were outcasts. Mm -hmm. Nobody liked us. Mm -hmm. Now I get comments from people telling me they're like, oh, dude, you're actually like really cool. I've had people from my high school text me and actually go, dude, you're actually like really cool. You know, like, it's like, oh, really? Then why, why'd you do all that? But he's like, but that's like, that's for, I don't want to, you're not my therapist. I don't want to get that all off on you. But uh, like, you know, it's kind of like it though. Like it's pretty good. Yeah, no, I actually like, I like a whole weight. It just came off me. I go. I, I feel closer to you, Michael. Dude, well, me too. Yeah, we we are definitely brotherhood right now. Just bond I felt it. Yeah, yeah I felt like, it. Like, like seriously, we we need some bags and boards. We, we start back. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, I know. I just kept. You know, yeah, this is literally what it's like with bags and boards with nerds. Okay, like I said, it's like grabbing a beer, like straight up, and just like chilling. <laughs> you know it's like true though it's true like this is the kind of conversation i would have when i'm bagging and board see guys comic collecting is cool all right and there's so much to it and so much to it guys i know a lot of people want to get into comic books and i know i know for a fact that it is so what, what's the word i'm looking for scary it's scary it if you look at them overwhelming it'd be very overwhelming. where do i begin literally just find a book if you see a character you like pick it up Literally, that's the thing. That's how it works, guys. The cover, literally, mm-hmm. ju- just do what you're not supposed to do and judge a book by its cover, guys. <laughs> it's true, though. It's it, true. That's what you do. Pick up a book. If you just look at the cover, and, and if the store clerk is cool enough to let you flip through it a little bit, do it. And if you're, you're getting into it, buy it, get the hell out of there, and read it. And get the next one next try, week. Try. Just try. Jump jump in. Give it a that's try. where good shops come in. Good, good shops will let you know yeah, what you should and- be reading. Like. And the store clerks, they, we know what we're talking about sometimes, you know, like, exactly, exactly. I remember when I worked, I had a system. I always walked in. I said, Hey, you looking for anything? And they go, no, I'm kind of new into this. I go, who's your favorite superhero? And they go, Oh, Captain America. My, I get my ass up and I'd walk over, find a trade to Captain America that I think like their most popular trade. I'd be like, here you go. I remember there was one girl, there was this one girl, I, I worked next to a military base where they did basic training. And there was a girl It was right after Avengers Endgame, And she wanted to know about Morgan Stark. And I was just like, well, there isn't really any comic books on Morgan Stark, but I think I have somebody you might like. And I picked up Riri Williams and handed that to her. There you go, man. Oh yeah. my gosh. She came back the next week and said, I love her. I was like, you can only yeah. get that in shops. You can only By get the way, that guys, in shops. I was really 18 can. years old at that point. Okay. I knew what I was doing. <laughs> you can but only get that, that kind of recommendation in shops. Really? Seriously. We read the 90% of bullshit. We know that fucking literature. <laughs> it's true though. Yeah, we, we read the 90 bullshit for you. We're giving you the 10. We're, we'll we're giving you, that you the 10%. 10% that, that Alan Moore, that literature, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, but yes, we'll give you that yes, V for Vendetta. Yes. It's you know, true what, though, man. It's what, true. We'll give you that last Ronin. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Oh, you're eight years old. Never mind. We're not going to give you the last Ronin. Never mind. We'll backtrack a little bit. Here's your Transformers My Little Pony for you. Enjoy. Here's Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, good call. Yeah. Now there was this little kid who always came into the shop and we had a tab for him, but he liked to grab it off the shelves. 
So we would take, we would always hold one aside. And when we see him pull up, we would walk over to the shelf, put the last Sonic book up there for him. And he would go grab it. And he'd be like, I got the book. I, he, he loved grabbing it off the shelf. That was the thing that he liked to do. That's so cool. Usually we Dude, kept the I comic like tabs it. like behind the counter. But yeah, yeah, we were yeah. like, this little kid loves to grab it off the shelf because he's like, mommy, I got to go grab it off the shelf. You know, so it's, cool. Yeah, no, you got to make it fun for the kids because they're the, they're the people who are going to keep this place alive. You know, exactly. one day they're going to be 16, 17 years old and they're going to be like, you know, I have a lot of good memories there. That's, that's exactly what I talk about with, with a lot of other shop owners that, that I know and a lot of other people. There's really honestly nothing unique in a comic book store that you couldn't get online. Really, there's nothing. The only thing that's going to bring you into a comic book store is the environment, is the community, is the people behind the counter. Like That's what's going to bring you continuously back to a comic book store. And it has for me for decades now. Like That's that's the special thing about going into the community aspect of comic book collecting and just the nerd community in general. Not even that. Like If you like action figures, if you like trades or whatever, like just that aspect is amazing. Yeah, I mean, do you have any wholesome stories like that? Definitely. I mean, yeah, it's, it's... there was, I don't know, it, it just still boggles my mind sometimes when parents still don't understand this stuff. Like, yeah. I had this, this, this mom and, and her kid comes in and first off, he's like, I am, I'm Teddy. And, and I was like, oh, hello, Teddy. And mom's like, actually, his name is Theodore. Oh, okay. Well, he wanted to be called Teddy, but whatever. Theodore it is. Let's go. And she, he was like, oh, I want Spider-Man comics. And mom's like, no, no, no. They're obviously very violent. Do you have anything like more? Like, no, no, actually, Spider-Man can be really great, actually. Let me. And she IDW, wouldn't, she wouldn't let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is, this is actually a super easy one. Like, actually, ridiculously good. And, but he was just so excited about it. And he, yeah. I kept pulling books out of the, the package bin. He's like, oh, my God. I see. I love this. Do you have anything else like this? Yeah, you're very well spoken for a small child like yeah, yeah. Like, let me show you and i hadn't done that in a very long time like just we went all around about all, all the different back issues we had and just I, as he got more excited i got more excited and so it was it was just really really fun um they ended up buying a huge stack but yeah any anytime the kids come in it's just it's just a very special moment because it's just like a very true excitement yeah and and if there aren't any kids listening right now that have this similar situation where your parents don't understand i want you want you walk up to your mom and dad right now okay put me on speaker okay Okay, mom and dad, embrace it. Embrace it. Trust me. All right. If I never came out of my shell, I have almost 200,000 followers now. That's crazy. That's more than my hometown, man. Like, and it's like, like, I'm like a celebrity when I go home. Like people see me, I'm like, like, they're like, oh my God, Ben's here. But if you embrace it, I remember there there was these two little girls who came into this uh, shop for the first time. They were very, they were like six and eight years old. These girls were scary, man. Like I'm low. Like, have you ever seen the, the, the shining, you know, the yeah, little twins, the, the oh twins, my, yeah. that's what they were. And they, <laughs> they were so into horror, man. Like they were like, sure, Oh, sure. Freddy Krueger. Look, and it's because their mom oh, okay, embraced then. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, well, her mom, their mom would, uh, she would like censor some of the stuff out. Like, uh, like if something big were to come up, she'd skip over the scene or something like that. But like her mom embraced it, like let her daughters be scary. Like they didn't totally. want to be princesses. They didn't want to do, no, they wanted to like for Halloween. I remember one of them came in, came in, they came in as the twins uh, from the shining oh, and another, and another one, they came in, I remember another year they came in as like dark Cinderella and dark. Like, oh, that's so like, cool. Yeah, no. And they're like six and eight years old. And I was just like, they embraced so cool. it and they were so, they were such cool kids. Just the acceptance from your parents it's mm-hmm. all they need, you know, like, it's so true, if your kid, like, obviously be a parent, you know, like look, look yeah. after the kid, but just if they want to try this, let them, you know what I mean? It's not embarrassment. Just let them have it. Like enjoy and interact with them. 
with it too. I think Especially that's a really important this thing is too. Be something Not just let them have it, but like show that their interest is valid as well. Be like, in, be interested for them as well. You know, yeah. it's a relationship. So interact. Like my dad knows, my dad knows nothing. My mom knows nothing yeah. about comic books. Literally, I was watching WandaVision and I was talking about it. And my mom was just like, how do you know all this? You know, my mom, <laughs> she makes it, she goes out of her way. She, she was like, let's watch. A, she watched Avengers Endgame with me the other day. She, yeah. she, she's one of those ladies that could fall asleep during a movie. She stayed awake the whole time and she was asking me questions. But I remember my dad would take me to the comic store. My dad is, doesn't take me to the comic, but he doesn't like comic books. But he, that's the one thing he liked about this comic book story that we had, a, we had a table that people could sit at. And so he'd sit there and he'd let me do my thing. And then he'd be like, all right, you ready? And we'd go, you know, and that's some memories that I have or my dad taking me to the movies to see, like, like I remember dad Dude, taking awesome. me to go see Spider-Man for the first time. I remember like, these are things that I remember forever, you know? So if you embrace what your child loves, it, it will make all the difference and it might lead them. I am going to be a journalist for comic books. I will be interviewing actors. I will be interviewing writers. I'm literally, I, I Dave Baker and I are friends the, from yeah. dark horse, you know, like I, he was on this podcast. He gave me early access to his book. I never thought Dude, one, if you would have told me I'm doing all this stuff like a year ago, I would have been like, mm-hmm. no way. Like if you would have told me I'm friends with straw hat goofy, if you would have told me Mm -hmm. Scott Snyder would email me that I'd be signed with the coldest water, that I would actually be a kind of a little celebrity around my college. I would have never believed you. Like, well, man, it's, a, it's the same thing with Strahakupi, though. Like, he was, no one knew him a, like a year, a year yeah, and a half like ago. A kid from, and I, now yeah, he's ridiculously uh, huge. He followed so, me when he had like 300,000 subscribers. And I, first thing yeah. I said, I was like, I'm getting you on a podcast because you're going places. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I got to get you before you're famous. <laughs> yeah, he's he's amazing. Yeah, it's I super love great guy. Him, him and yeah. Megan, uh, Jay Stoops. Great people. Yeah, Stoops. All, all great. And, and uh, Terrell is also building his way. Are, are you friends with Terrell? Uh, Theories I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, all great people, man. Su- such great. And, and Dimitri, he's like, he's like oh, part yeah. of all of it because he's like, he, he's got, he's got connections true. and connections. You know, it's true though. Like, yeah, he, 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 he knows what he's doing. But yeah, people you know, want to be friends with him, and that's great. I love his attitude. His charisma is just so in, in, intoxicating. It's great. Such a great guy, and I got to get him on this podcast again. Like, he's super, super nice guy. So let's close out our podcast of all the books in your collection. What is the best or your favorite comic book in your in your collection? If you only had to my actual com- collection, yes, the one I'm most proud of at the moment. My dream book is Detective Comics issue 38, which is First Appearance of Dick Grayson, that First Prince of Robin. That's dream book. I don't know if I'll ever get that, but my current comic I'm most proud of is I have a uh, Archie Madhouse issue 22 for Sabrina the Teenage Witch, mm-hmm. and I got that. I got that at this yard sale, which never happens to me. I have so many people that know, like, find all these amazing books at yard sales or garage sales or market uh, little markets on side of the street for and ridiculously book for super cheap. And I never have a story. And I finally got one. And this this, this guy was just this older gentleman was just selling his books and just selling a bunch of stuff. And he just a bunch of books. I saw, oh my god, I need this. It's just in a box for like a dollar each. Yeah, I, do, I can't know. do that. I can't. I can't do this. Like this book is ridiculous. This book is ridiculously expensive. First appearance of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And I was like, dude, I, how much do you really want for this? And I was showing him comps. He's like, dude, just give it 20 bucks. I was like, dude, I still can't do that. What, what do you want? He's like 20 bucks or I'm, or I'm taking it back. Like, okay, fine. I'll give you 20 bucks. And so like, that's my big story. Like that's my, and it's in really nice condition too. It was really, 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 for really telling nice. him. And well, yeah, I, I mean, mean, you're an idiot for doing was, that, but yeah, I mean, good on you. I know, good no, no, a lot of people don't, which is totally fine. Like, I wouldn't have said a word before selling books. I wouldn't have books. said a damn word. 
I know, no, I don't blame anyone for don't either. I, I, it's just, it's just put me, it's yeah, a me thing, yeah. but like, and I, I'm, most people, you need to do your homework before selling a book. Definitely do your homework. Exactly. So I don't blame people for doing that at all. People like, people get that on me all the time in my shop. Like sometimes I'll put a book in a back issue that skyrocketed in price overnight and they'd be like, they'll ring, I'll ring it up and they'd be like, huh, this is like, hundred bucks online. And I was like, Oh, good for you. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. That was a rule awesome. that my, my old boss had. He said, if it's already been tagged back there, I, I did it to myself. You know, if, if that's what the price no, is. Yeah, I, that's, that's the thing that upsets me about actual shops though, too. Like they, they'll like reprice books as you check, check them out. Like that's silly. Like the shop needs to be doing their homework first off. I see why no, I, there was I adjust yeah, actually, prices the other day I was at a used bookstore and I was looking through their dollar bins. I found a first appearance of Kyle Rayner. And oh, 50 nice, cents. Man. 50? No, yeah. no, it's not nice because it wasn't in a bag, but they put a sticker on it. And it was like one of them big, it was like a big white sticker on it, like yeah. the size of a barcode. And yeah. it was right across. And I was just sitting there. And my sister said, my, my sister was like, Ben, is there something wrong with that book? You've been staring at it for like, my sister told me that I was staring at it for 15 minutes. <laughs> like, I was so, I was just like, this is a $30 book and it's just going to be going up in value. But they got it here for 50 cents and it's worth 50 cents. She goes, then why don't you get it? I was just like, like, I almost got it. And I was like, maybe I could take the sticker off. I was like, no, I can't. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. done. That book's gone. That. It makes me so mad. I'm yeah. like, dude, who? And I, I almost wanted to tell the person behind the counter. I was like, who the fuck is your comic guy? <laughs> who did this? Right who now. did this? <laughs> like, who is your comic guy? Like, because it was, it was, the, it. It was the first appearance of Kyle Rayner, such an iconic cover. Like, how do you miss it's true, that? Though. It's true. Yeah. You know, like, how do you miss that? Like, literally, like, I saw it and I was just like, I thought I, I thought I, I thought it was a parody at first. I was like, oh, maybe that's why. Sure. I like a cover swipe point. Yeah, totally. But no, I, I probably like, saw the thing. I was like, oh, this is and then I scanned it. nothing. I scanned it in my app and I was, it said it was a first printing. And I was like, these idiots. <laughs> <laughs> like I, my sister, sure she though, told man. me, she was like, Ben, you've been staring at that book for 15 minutes. And I'm just like. There's a reason I'm, my mind is blown right now, actually. That's why. Yeah. I mean, I also got, <laughs> I actually bought a cop. They had a copy of Dogma in there for uh, seven bucks. I, I yeah. got that too. Yeah. yeah. yeah I was, that's it's a $30 nice, movie. I'm like, these guys. Yeah. Crazy. But so that's your favorite comic book in, in your, in your series. In your, um, your well, my, my favorite one is first Nightwing, the Tales of the Teen Titans issue okay. 44. Uh, first Dick Grayson is Nightwing. I have like four different copies. Um that. Yeah, just one ones I I put in a frame. I, I put up as my damaged copy. That's really bad. I don't care about the light damage. But like then I have a really nice. Co- I have a couple of nice copies. I have a couple that were given to me as gifts, and then I have one that like really high grade uh, nine nine point eight one. And so I got that professionally graded. So that one's that's my that's one of my my favorite ones. But then yeah, my my craziest story one is that for for Sabrina. Those those two copies are probably my my favorite comics in all my my collection. Well, my favorite is probably the most expensive comic I bought. Sorry, mom. But I spent $4,400 $400 on a first appearance of Batman Beyond. Oh, that's such a hard book to find, man. Yeah, nice. that's why I, and that's why I got it. And I, I literally, like, it was at the shop for a week. And I said, if it's here by the end of the week, I'm getting it. That's what I told the shopkeeper. That's and I said, so don't good. try and talk nice, me out man. of it. If it's here at the end of the week, it's my, I love Batman Beyond. Terry McGinnis. That show, mm-hmm. everything about him is amazing. And, and it could be easily graded at a seven. Dude, nice. I'm going to wait for Kevin Conroy to sign it. I'm going get to get it graded immediately. And that, that, that is a $400 book. I remember I came home. My mom was like, how much you spend at the comic book store? I was like, 400 bucks. And she was like, how many books you get? I was like, two. <laughs> two. <laughs> two. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> 
He's like, you got, Dude, $200, nice you got two two hundred dollar nice books. Up. I was like, no, got one four hundred dollar book. No. She's like, what Dude, kind of? Nice I was like, first appearance of Terry McGinnis. Like, like you should have saw. Like, I was like, I'm dead. You know, my my mom. Confusion. Like, like, like she, she thinks it's bad enough that I spent so much on comics. She was like, you spent half a thousand dollars, half a grand, almost half, a little less than half a grand on it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, and just I do that too, and just like it doesn't affect me like that. Like, yeah, whatever. I mean, that's what whatever brings you joy. Would you prefer me to buy drugs? I know a guy down the street. Do you want me to do that? (laughs) (laughs) I could have easily blown this on drugs. I chose on sixteen pieces of paper. (laughs) It's true. I dare. I I I swear to be drug free. I'll probably as long as I'm buying Batman, I'm drug free. (laughs) That is my promise. All right, I like it, man. I like it. But now let's talk about what, what's your least favorite book you have in your collection? What's something you're ashamed to have, oh, but you're not getting oh, rid of? What am I least, what am I most ashamed of? I don't know. I have weird books. I used to read, I used to read Grimm's Fairy Tales. Oh this really God. Weird book, which, covers. Yeah. I wish no one should ever read ever. I don't know what I was doing in the 2000s. I don't know what that was about, but I don't know. I, I like usually like those Grimm's Fairy Tale stories, but they really over hyper sexualized them too. So, oh yeah. Yeah, that's one. That's the box. I'm like, yeah, don't worry about this one. <laughs> Does anyone want to buy it? No one? Okay, I guess I'll do something with it. Porn box. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's, that's one of my, my least favorite. My collection. Why is it all sticky? Huh? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they came like, it's weird. It's a weird book. It's a, they, don't worry about it. It's a trend. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, it's what they do. It's what the book does. It's from the, it's from the poly bags. They're old poly bags. <laughs> <laughs> they got all weird and sticky that's what that is it's true it's true no i i i think one of the like a book that i'm like kind of ashamed to have but i'm not gonna get rid of it the boys oh the boys Carthenous, uh, yes. uh, with tech night uh yeah that book okay i for i'm, I'm not proud legit- of that i i i'm not proud to have that in my collection but it's gonna go up in price and that's the only reason yes I it is it I I'm not a huge Garth Ennis fan. I never really have been, but his boy series was actually phenomenal. No one is really making fun of the superhero genre in such a like intellectual kind of way. Surprising use of that that term, but kind of it was really it was like it was really taking it to to another level, which I really enjoyed. But it pissed me off so much towards the end because he literally phoned in the end, like the last like two like story arc and a half. He was just like, you know, I'm kind of done, whatever. And so it ended terribly. Yeah. But the whole which really frustrated me even more because I was so into it. And then he just hopefully the show does differently. It is. Yeah, I'm glad they did. I'm glad they didn't, he didn't really have anything to do with the writing, which is great. He's just like, because someone was like, I, I like your concept. We're just going to write it. We're going to add an entire so, cult. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's been great. I like it. I like it a lot. I love the boys, man. It, it, and if you guys, so think, good. If so you guys good. think the show is a little off, like we wait till you. Yeah, no, the show holds you back. I have actually. no idea how worse it could be. Show holds back. But I know that stuff is going to go up in price one day, like with Tech Night. Yeah, might as so, well hold, might as well hold on to it. Yeah, but it, it's not something I'm proud to have. So, <laughs> so I can totally understand. I totally understand that. All right, so let's close this out. We talked about comic books, how to treat them, series and events. This is probably one of the longest com. This is one of the longest <laughs> conversations I think I've had on the podcast. So appreciate you coming in, and staying on. I'm so glad. I, I I thought I was like, oh man, I'm only going to have one guest. It's probably going to be like 45 minutes. <laughs> uh, no, thank you for having me on man this was really really fun this is very yeah. insightful Michael, and instructive and interesting yeah where can we find oh, you yes. on the internet though 
Awesome. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok is where my, my big one is as for the love of comics. I'm actually doing a big event on the 13th of October with Captain Comics Rex, Brian. We're talking about Batman. So we're awesome. doing a live event then. So yeah. So are you guys like doing like a podcast? Like, like where you guys download it? Because that what you guys um, can he, do is you can download is. your guys' he, conversation, like TikTok Live. You yes. download those and you can upload. You can yes, he's 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 putting them on his his page because he invited me on his to and to do it. So, okay. um, Captain Comics Rex will will have it on his for sure. But I'll be talking to him as well. So yeah, you you'll be able to download it for sure. Yeah. All right, man. So for the love of comics, go check out Michael Mead. If you guys like this podcast, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Comic Comedy Podcast where I update you on every episode we're going to be doing. It's all that's good stuff. But if you guys want to check out some of my funny videos, uh, I talk about comic books and other fun things on TikTok at Shuby Dubert. And you guys know where to find me there. So guys, He's Michael, amazing, thank man. you so much for coming on, man. I was an honor talking to you. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun talking with you, man. Probably one of the better conversations I've had on the show. It's super cool. It's great Same when the man. nerds aren't, aren't nervous, you know? That's <laughs> <laughs> true, man. So dude, thank <laughs> so you so good. much for coming on, man. Uh, and everybody, you have a good night. And uh, peace out, Girl Scouts.